0: to the city baby when you see us so you know you really viewing greatness in the making double up on facts we stating podcasting cruise control city state the nation so what you saying what we saying prime information
1: facts topics, stipulations first plated. presenting topics from kind, easy to tom brady facts keys to the city we're locking the statements
0: and ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clover Crest Media presents Keys to the City. What a show we got for you today. If you don't get a chance to check out our show, we are streaming on Spotify, YouTube as well. You can follow us at Keys to the City, Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. Our page is Keys to the City. But let's get into it. A great show for you. No Super Bowl this week. We got one more week, like I said. But we'll still be discussing how each of these teams got here. And we'll talk about the 49ers. Tragedy turned triumph think about what they've been in the past and then the Chiefs as well We'll also be talking some NBA Zion Is load management the best decision for the Pelicans and Zion And we'll talk about MLB we'll be joined by the Joseph Aguire to talk Hall of Fame is a really a big deal that Jeter did not get unanimously We'll talk about that But like I just said It was a good week for It's a sad week but it's a week we will always remember these two all-time greats. Memorable. And this is for New York sports fans. For other reasons, if there are people outside of New York that still respect and love these guys, then I applaud you. But if you don't, some people feel differently about these two. And it was like a good, uh, like I said, it's been a, a week of remembrance for two legends in, this, in the state of New York. And that's Derek Jeter, and we'll talk about it with Joe. And today, the news of Eli Manning, his retirement. Eli Manning is officially an alum of the New York Giants, an ex-New York Giant. And Derek Jeter is in the Hall of Fame. So it's a good week for New York fans. It's a good week for us as we celebrate two legendary players in the New York sports world. But of course, as, as everybody knows, I'm very passionate. And some people might get falsely mistaken or take it by me getting all angry. I do not get angry. It's all about passion. And I'm very passionate about the man Eli Manning. As the player, I love Eli Manning. What he's brought to the New York Giants, what he has done for the New York Giants franchise, what he's done for the NFL as well. I mean, we talk about his play on the field, but Eli Manning is a better person for what he's done off the field. And, and to see everything that has happened this week, to see the debate, I mean, we got to think about it. This debate started 16 years ago. The criticism started 16 years ago the night Eli Manning got drafted by the San Diego Chargers. You know the rest. He doesn't want to go to San Diego. He gets traded to the New York Giants. It started on day one, and we've been talking about this forever. And we've been talking about this show, we talk it behind the scenes, we've talked about it non-stop. You know how I feel about it, we get very passionate about it. We do have different sides to this. Yes, we are both New York Giant fans, but we do have different opinions on this. And growing up as a New York Giant fan, he actually wasn't even my favorite player in the NFL. My, actual, my, actu- my actually favorite player in the NFL in my, during the early years was LaDainian Tomlinson. That I maybe it's because I played the running back position and I just you and played the, quarterback too. I did well, option quarterback or running back. But he also had the number twenty one, and I know you laugh at me, but the number twenty one. And why would I laugh at you? I, I think Eli Manning to me, he's for me. It's it's one of the most aggravating things that when I have a discussion about because I I have a love hate relationship with Eli Manning. I, I don't think you should have any hate towards no, you. No, like, no, no. Th- I think hate... And Dad would say hate's a bad word. If... <laughs> Most upsetting because there were so many times when I used to do the ooh, you know, the mouth open, the and listen, whatever. If that's the only reason why you no, didn't no, like him, no, man. that that the interceptions, the stupid plays. You used to yell too sometimes, like where are you like. But Ted, the talk? good, but the, you listen. The good always overcame the bad. It's like what you always say when you were winning, you never worried about it. But now that we've seen the the end of his road, and we've seen the past couple years how the New York Giants have feared throughout the season. And with Eli Manning at play, and at fault, he's gotten a lot of blame for it. And the quarterback always does, which is understandable. But to see what he's been able to do, and we think about this, this man wanted the first thing that comes to mind of why this man is, is different, the man wanted to go to New York. Ask any sports player, ask any ex-sports player, if you do know any of them, that, would want to go to New York and play in New York. Not a lot of people would want to choose that direction because of the fa- of the pressure that you face. No, I think the a lot attention, of people The attention that you get face. The criticism. When you get cameras like this, when literally cameras like this, No, no, I, think, right I, no I think everyone doesn't every want to game. play in New York. The difference is certain guys can handle the New York pressure. But because, for him to because come Because you out. started the show perfectly. It's kind of amazing to think... Our- Two of maybe our favorite players in both relative sports, baseball and football, one is going to be in the Hall of Fame and gets selected this week. And then the next day, Derek Jeter, I'm excuse me, Eli Manning comes out and announces retirement. Today was the official retirement to think about these two legendary sports figures in New York. Right. And then this is where I'm branching off of them. Because you said, who doesn't want to play in New York? And you like, maybe a lot of people. Some might not. Some people but I don't think, because of the but, pressure. But they said it like when LeBron James was thinking about New York. If you can win in New York, you're legendary. That yeah. was the thing about if Kevin Durant ever could come to the New York Knicks and win a championship for the Knicks. It'd be the greatest thing for his his career. Over anything. It would be the greatest thing. And that's why you see what Eli Manning. He ha- he was going to be the number one pick that year. He had an option. He could have went to the Chargers and played with the Chargers. No. He wanted to go to the New York Giants. Not a lot of people, like I said, would say I want to go to New York because it's New York. What you have to deal with each and every day of your life. Well, you think about these two guys, even th- when you're walking the street. I know, but think about these two guys in the sense of just in their character and themselves, yes. unblemished character. Because we've we've we're New York fans, so we read the post. We read a lot of things, like you said. There's a guy in your face all the time, even there's, when you're on the street, and especially now and it wasn't so much in these guys early part of their careers first couple of years. So especially now we're media and marketing and, and you know, computers and phones, everything is bigger now, mm-hmm. but you think about Derek Jeter to go through 20 seasons as a New York Yankee and to be, have a flawless, impeccable record. Didn't have, you know, a bad oops camera moment. Didn't have a bad, uh, didn't say something bad to the media. Nope. And then you look at Eli Manning, same thing. Handle the media like a class act, like a Hall of Famer. It's the same way Jeter did. Never gave too much, never, gave, never dissed a media player, never dissed a teammate. Always had the right thing to say. And that's part of what made these guys so special in their careers is, I remember Randy Johnson yeah. Coming to New York The first time And then with the camera And that was the end Of Randy Johnson's tenure As a, as a New Not York Not really You but- just knew that It wasn't ever going to work Some work Some don't These two guys Worked These two guys Created magic For Yankee and Giant fans They brought everything That we've ever wanted Now Derek Jeter's In the Hall of Fame which brings me to my next point, and it's one of the most hotly debated questions probably in the history of the NFL. It may be. Maybe in all the sports. Is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Now, we know Derek Jeter is. a unanim- Almost a unanimous decision. And we'll get into that with Joe. The main question now is, is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? There are people that say yes. There are people that should be no debate about it. There are people that still say, no, he didn't have a good enough career. There are people that would choose other quarterbacks that have not accomplished the amount that Eli Manning has. Like Phillip Rivers, like Matt Ryan. I've heard Tony Romo's name in the discussion. And it's one of the most highly debated questions and talked about questions in all the sports. Me, for one... If you know me by now, and if you don't, if you have not checked out this show, for long for a long time, Eli Manning, I will forever be grateful for what he has done for the New York Giants, and everybody that want, And if there's Giant fans like Ted, I know that you're up and down about this. Eli Manning should be in the Hall of Fame, and everybody will say, "Oh, well, he wasn't always a top ten quarterback." I okay, that's understandable, but there are his numbers speak for itself. And what is the criteria then for the Hall of Fame is another question I should ask. What is the criteria then? Because he's done everything you've needed him to do. He was the number one pick. And let's think about the number one pick. When you're the number one pick, just so happens that his name was Manning as well. Add that on top of it. But when you're the number one pick, you know what you have to do. There's an expectation. There's a certain, there's a higher expectation Especially when you're a quarterback too In the NFL There's a higher expectation Among peers Among fans And among the organization To be great And to do What you are The reason why you've been drafted number one Eli Manning (coughs) Brought everything You could ask for To the New York Giants He brought class He brought respect Brought dignity Honesty He always Was there And you never had to worry about if number 10 was not going to be playing or practicing because you knew he was always there. And everybody wants to say, well, he's always in a top 10 quarterback. Well, his stats say he's top 10 all-time. I'm not saying he's an all-time great, but he is a Hall of Fame quarterback. And he's won two Super Bowl MVPs. You can't say that for some of the guys that are already in the Hall of Fame. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, and Philip Rivers—the same guy that came out in that draft class—that everybody already wants to put in. I've already said that if Philip Rivers wants to be, is going to go in the Hall of Fame. If Matt Ryan's going to go in the Hall of Fame, then Eli Manning, without question, should be going into the Hall of Fame. Ted, like I said, it's one of the most talked-about takes in NFL, maybe in all the sports. Well, because his and name I know is, you're different from name, me. because his name is Eli Manning. Yeah. So I'll reiterate, we and you have stated. 210 consecutive starts at quarterback, and it should have been longer. And we know that and we're not going to reiterate that. That's legendary. Only Brett Favre has more. And you talk and listen to any of these football guys, to be able to play one position for one team and have that many consecutive starts without injury is incredible. Tom Brady missed the full season with ACL. Drew Brees had a shoulder surgery. Ben Roethlisberger missed this year and has missed time before. Tony Romo. Hurt hurt this year. Aaron Rodgers. All these guys have missed time. Patrick Mahomes. All these guys have missed time. Yes. Eli Manning never missed one game. And I know. Go ahead. No, I was just going to reiterate. He's only one of five quarterbacks in the NFL history to have two Super Bowl ranks and two Super Bowl MVPs. Only Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Terry Bradshaw, and Bart Starr are and the only. And they're all others. in the Hall of Fame. All in the Hall of Fame. All now, in the Hall of Fame. The other debate you would say you could do this with another team in New York is the Jets. Joe Namath is in this is in the Hall of Fame. His stats don't add up to Eli Manning. His mm-hmm. win loss record doesn't add up to record. He has more picks and interceptions. He only has one Super Bowl. So if he's in the Super Bowl, no, he's in the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. I apologize. To then Eli Manning should be in an Fame. Now you asked me, Ted. Do you think he's in? I said it's close. I said I put it at. I said fifty-one forty-nine. Maybe it's sixty forty. Stats-wise, he's in the Hall of Fame. I think he's top t- ten. He's top ten. What would hold on? So what would my question is then? His stats say it. He's got the Super Bowls. He's got the rings. He's got the Super Bowl MVPs to back it up. What is your reason for making it so close 51-49 then? What is the main reason then? Well, because here's the thing. But here's the problem. When, I, listen, I'm going to explain it. Don't get mad. I want to know. No, I want to get when, right. When, what you is think, the when reason? When you think about the Hall of Fame, you think of best of the best. But the problem is that's the way I think of it, the best of the best. The problem is there's guys in there. You, like you said Ted, Terrell Davis. He played six seasons. He only had like three really good seasons. Should he really be in the Hall of Fame? Joe Namath, Dan Fouts. All these guys' numbers don't compare to Eli Manning's numbers. Now, you're going to look at Matt Ryan. He might finish. Right now, he's on pace to set the passing record. In all time. All time. Yeah. Now, he might go down with maybe top three or top four numbers of all time, but he's going to have no Super Bowl rings. He's going to have the 28-3 blemish on his record. Is he a Hall of Famer? Now, was Matt Ryan, a top other than his MVP year, was he a top five quarterback? During his time? I think depending on who you ask. Besides the one MVP season. Not top five, maybe top ten. Okay. See, Eli was. Never, see, people look at Eli so negatively because he's Eli Manning and he played for the Giants. If he was playing for the Bengals or someone else or the Jaguars and his name wasn't Eli Manning, it was Eli Keys or something, no one would really. I think, it, it, there's. I mean, think about this. Manning has won a 21 quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl without losing one. <laughs> he's won the Man of the Year award. I mean, he's he's got everything you would want in a quarterback. Number one pick. He's won a Super Bowl. Now, he never won an MVP. He was never considered a top quarterback. And that's the thing. People are going to be like, well, he was never a top 10 quarterback, never a top quarterback during his journey." 100% correct. 100% correct. But how do we define Hall of Fame? Is it, you can't tell the story of the NFL the past 20 years without mentioning Eli Manning. You can't tell the story of the New England Patriots without mentioning Eli Manning. Eli Manning was the Achilles to the Brady. Peyton Manning, now maybe, and of course he's going to be biased because he's his brother. But you think about Eli Manning's two Super Bowl runs. He went to Lambeau, not once, but twice. Now, he beat Brett Favre in the NFC Championship game with minus 20 degrees. Now, up until that point, other than Michael Vick, no one went to Lambeau Field and won in Lambeau Field in the playoffs. This doesn't happen, especially when it was that cold. He went to Dallas, who was the number one seed. He lost to twice, beat them there. Okay. I know he beat Garcia in the wild card in Tampa Bay, whatever. Yeah. Went to beat Tom Brady. The 18-0 Tom Brady Patriots with the greatest coach of all time with the, one of the best offenses of all time, and he beat them. Now, you could say the defense was a factor. Absolutely. But who led them on the drive? Who was the quarterback that made the plays? Who was the one that threw the touchdown pass? Did, some, did Burris throw it to himself? No, Eli Manning, the leader. Because if it was any other quarterback, we'd be giving him credit. But because it's Eli, we can't. Then he goes to the second playoffs. He wins the home game against Matt Ryan. He goes into the divisional round to the number one seed, which I did not realize, and you told me this before, the 15-1 Packers, and beats the MVP, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. The great Aaron Rodgers. Then he goes to the NFC Championship game in San Francisco, gets it knocked down 26 times. Gets physical, it gets abused. Half, he said it today, if this was today's game, there would have been 15 personal foul penalties for driving the quarterback into the ground. He beats them in overtime. Yep. Then, not once, but then goes beats New England, Again, in the Super Bowl, when Brady and Belichick had a chance, and they were never the same te- as good a team as those Patriot teams or San Francisco teams. There's only, there's only one franchise that would not have Eli Manning's career. That's the New England Patriots. Other than that, I can guarantee you that 30 of the other 30, 32 teams would want Eli Manning's career and have Eli Manning as their quarterback. You could call me crazy. You could say whatever you want. It's fine. But for a man that was there every day, never was injured, was playing each and every game. Now, whether it was a win or loss, that's fine. But he got to the playoffs. He won what it mattered most. He won the Super Bowls. Other than the New England Patriots and that franchise. See, people and point out the picks. I'm just reading the text. People point out the picks. They point out Brett the... Brett w- Favre leads the NFL history in picks. But we love Brett Favre. We praise him like he's the greatest thing. But Eli Manning has 12th in the in history of the NFL with 244 picks. And he's terrible. Give me a break, people. It works both ways. Oh, and by the way, that guy Brett Favre that we all love so much... Yeah, he's only got one Super Bowl as well, too. He, he threw that pick against New Orleans. Yep. across the field. And then he had his whole debacle at the end of his career. Oh, I had to. I'm retiring. Nope, I, I'm going to go play with the Jets. Oh, I'm going to go play with the Vikings. I'm going to go play with this and that. Yeah, the, great. That's well, you great. know what somebody say? He did also won the MVP in the league. He has, pass- he has the passing yards, he has a consecutive start So does Eli and so does the, so does it with the touchdowns too I, I'm giving you the No, idea. I know that, but he has the touchdowns too He's in the top 10 right now I know he might, I- he might fall off because of the way passing is nowadays And there might be quarterbacks that move up in the board That's fine But right now he's retired in the top 10 of yards and touchdowns He's not in the top 10 of picks So for anybody that thinks he's in the top 10 of picks You're wrong, check your facts He's got two Super Bowls, he's got two Super Bowl MVPs I mean, if you're a Giant fan, what more could you have asked for? What more could you ask for in a quarterback? Oh, because they were bad. I get that. I know. Because we have to be Tom Brady. Or we got to be all these other great quarterbacks. I'm sorry. So, but Drew Brees, hold on. But Drew Brees, the same guy that's all-time great, I understand he is. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is he hasn't been to a Super Bowl in over 10 years. Oh, and Aaron Rodgers, Mr. Badman himself. Hasn't been to a Super Bowl since 2010. So for everybody that wants to say, oh, these all-time greats, I get that. They are. But what have they done for you? What have they given you? And the guy, Philip Rivers, is another guy that everybody wants to say, well, Eli only made the postseason six times. Hey, did you know Phillip Rivers made the postseason six times too as well? And he had more talented teams than Eli Manning. He's got a 5-6 and six record, postseason record, compared to Eli's 8-4. And, and Everybody wants to say it. Get this. Oh, Eli led the league in three times in interceptions. Oh, guess what? You know Philip Rivers led the league twice in interceptions too? So for everybody that wants to say, and Philip Rivers is going to have over 400 touchdowns and 200 picks. For everybody that's going to say, oh, well, Eli Manning... He was terrible because he had three picks. He led the league three times. Well, Phillip Rivers is right there. So, for anybody that wants to have the debate of Phillip Rivers going to the Hall of Fame, but Eli Manning, where do you see it then? That's all I'll ask you. Where where where's the di- I, where, where I, do you, I differentiate? Understand, I understand where do you what, differentiate between the two? I understand where people are coming from if, if he's not a Hall of Famer. But here's the thing. If you are saying that, then you must take out half the people in the Hall of Fame right now then. Because statistically wise, numbers wise, Super Bowl, everything, he should be in there. Because no, because he wasn't a top ten quarterback during his time, so he doesn't get into the he doesn't get into the Hall. Of, that's the only argument of people on Eli Manning. Well, that and he, their team, ha- and partially because of the team. Now, he will get blamed say, for it. Now, they'll say good quarterbacks can make bad teams better, and he didn't uplift his team, but he did in the two playoff series. I know that they all say the two postseasons, but like I said, he had there was so many. There were more than just Eli Manning as the issue. Now towards the end of his career, did the Giants stay true to stay loyal to to Eli? I get that. I understand that. Yes, they might have kept him for too much Can too, lo- I give you- too longer than he should have been there. But for anybody that wants to keep bashing Eli because oh he didn't get to the playoffs all the time. Phillip Rivers just got to the playoffs last year for the first time in over six seasons. We never said anything bad about Phillip. Is it because of his name, Manning? Is that why? Is that the only reason why? Because he has to compete with his older brother, who's an all-time great, one of the top three quarterbacks of all time. I'm going to come in from the other argument so I can be the devil's advocate to this conversation so it doesn't feel like we're just all Eli. When you look at the the last 16 years of quarterbacks— and I think we have already restated this but I'll just do it this way. Did you ever consider Eli one of the five best quarterbacks during his generation? And a lot and I think 99% of the people would say no, not I even. I think close. I think it's re- I, I think it's really hard to answer that question because of the factor that four of those top, top top 5 quarterbacks are already some of the greatest in the history of the NFL. Brady, Manning, Peyton, those are two of the Brees top and three, Breeze and Rodgers. I mean, those are guys that are going to end up being Top 15, top 10 quarterbacks, maybe of all time, to some. So it's it's very hard to say. Well, Eli was a top five quarterback. The four, the four in front of him, right before of the top five, are already Hall of Famers. Are already top five, top two of them, or top three quarterbacks. Maybe the other two. They keep adding the resume, could eventually be top 10 quarterbacks. And what's what's remarkable is when somebody goes Eli Manning's defense won them the Super Bowl in the first one, well, if you go back to Ben Roethlisberger's first Super Bowl when they were 15-1. and Nobody wants to talk about that. No one remembers how bad he played in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl. It's one of the worst Super Bowl performances maybe in the history of the NFL other than Peyton Manning's second Super Bowl. Now, you think about that Steelers thing. Just compare. If you know football, you know watching the Steelers and the Giants in the last 20 years, it's not even comparable. The Steelers have been more consistent, drafting players, I mean, For hall just the organization. They've had only two coaches. I mean, think about the hall of famers that uh, that he's played with. with. They've only had two coaches. I mean, Cower and Tomlin. and Tomlin. The Giants have already had three coaches in four seasons. It's just, it's just the organization. from an organization standpoint, the Steelers have been one of the pinnacles of the NFL. The past twenty years, other than those two Super Bowls, the Giants have been one of the laughing stocks. I- but we're all gonna put the blame on number ten because it's easy to point the finger at the guy under center. See, and I think when you look at and you start comparing stats, because this is what you do. you gotta compare it to the two guys they were drafted with. I think all three guys should eventually get in the, the hall of fame. I think Phil Rivers at one point or another was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I really, truly believe that. I like Phil Rivers. I have nothing against Phil Rivers. You're gonna, he's going to go down, and he's probably going to play another season, statistically, in the top five of a lot of categories. So, And you're going to say, Phil Rivers, how is he not a Hall of Famer? Eli Manning should be a Hall of Famer. Ben Roethlisberger is a Hall of Famer. All three of those guys are Hall of Famers. Their statistics are all going to be in the top ten. Completions, yards, quarterback rating, win. I mean, th- the only thing that you can knock on Rivers is no Super Bowls. If anybody wants to also knock Eli for the two postseason runs, if you look at his stats... He had 2,800 yards total in those two postseasons, 15 touchdowns, and two picks. Also has the most passing yards in postseason history. Do you know he has a better quarterback rating than Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, and Carson Palmer in the playoffs? I'm just looking at it right now because I did a thing last night. Let's try to find some guys that are comparable. And they gave you five quarterbacks. Eli, Carson Palmer, Philip Rivers, Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger, Tony Romo. Because there was a thing a couple years ago. Is Tony Romo a Hall of Famer? Now, if you're even considering if that. If you're considering Tony Romo, then Eli Manning, you shouldn't even. We should not be having this debate. Eli Manning, I don't even know why it's a big debate. Because Eli Manning will be going in the Hall of Fame. In five years or six years or whenever, he will be going into this Hall of Fame. It's just inevitable. And I also think it's going to work out for him that when he retires right now, you got to go five years from the year, he might not be going against any of these guys. Because right now, if Rivers plays again and Roethlisberger plays and Brady and Breeze, those guys are going to be the the next year's ballots, which means Eli Manning's competition is not going to be as high as other players. Because if he's going into Hall of Fame with – Breeze Brady, Adrian Peterson, now Wu Kuechly. If those guys were all retiring this year, now Eli's probably not making for his ballot. He's probably have to wait a few years. He's eventually going to make it. Listen, folks, it's going to happen. Stop thinking it's not because it's, it's, it's going to happen. It's not like it's not going to happen. I don't know why we people are having this debate because it's going to happen. Everything that you list off, if you want to list off of a criteria of a Hall of Famer, did he win the Super Bowls? Yes. Did he win Super Bowl MVPs? Yes. Did he not win an MVP? Okay, that's fine. The MVP has been run by quarterbacks, and it's been pretty much the same quarterbacks. It's been Peyton, Brady, Rodgers. I mean, hell, Breeze doesn't even have an MVP. I mean, do we forget about that? I mean, Breeze doesn't have an MVP. The great Drew Brees, remember the one that's high as the highest of passing yards in the history. Touchdowns—he's gonna break soon. I, mean, I just wonder if the too was playing on the Saints with all these with Sean Payton and these teams, would we be having this discussion if if Eli Manning was on the Steelers with the teams that he's had? Would we be having this discussion? To just think overall. I think because the Giants have been so pitiful, Tripp. And that's really what I think it comes down to. The Giants have been so bad the second part of his career, the last eight seasons, that people use it as a knock on him. Which, hey, listen, great quarterbacks can make make bad teams good, and then average teams with great quarterbacks can get to the playoffs. And then you never know. But listen, his run is, is historic. I'm just saying, I'll speak for all the Giant fans. If you're a Giant fan and you saw the press conference, all you have to say is thank you because everything he brought to New York Giant football, he gave you for every fan that has ever... Just ask Detroit Lion fans. Just ask fan, Jacksonville Jaguars. Just ask Houston Texans fans. Just ask, I mean, hell, up until the point the Philadelphia Eagles two years ago. Ask them. Ask the Dallas Cowboys if they would take Eli Manning's career. I haven't been to anywhere. We're the, we, are lo, we are extremely grateful and fortunate to have a career like Eli Manning. 16 years, never miss a start, win two Super Bowls. What else more can you ask for? I'm sorry, not everybody's Tom Brady, okay? He's not, nobody's Tom Brady. So stop comparing the, oh, because, oh, Brady had this and that. Up until one point, his brother had one M V, one Super Bowl. But there's, uh, w- w- the, the, you can't compare Eli and Tom Brady. You, you have no, to compare. I'm just saying in to Eli. Not every, no, because That's Joe what. But that's what, try, Fouts is but that's what try to. That's what people try to do. It's like, oh, was Eli at a Brady yeah, level? I know. Oh. Listen, but I love what Michael K did yesterday on the show. So he said like, who would maybe you consider one of maybe the greatest Hall of Famers in the NFL? He's like, and he, they were like Jerry Rice. Okay. Yeah. So if you are not at Jerry Rice's level, does that mean you don't get in? No, there's, there's got to be a spectrum because there's... Listen, there's I, peers. I said Joe Namath. No, I didn't watch Joe Namath play. He went alive. But his rec- record is not better than Eli's. He's got more picks and interception. And if it wasn't for the guarantee and Super Bowl win in Super Bowl three, we maybe never even mentioned Joe, Joe Namath. Joe Namath's not in it. So, so if Joe Namath is in it, you got to put Eli in it. You got, if Dan Fouts is in it, you got to put Eli in it. If you're going to mention Tony Romo... You better be putting Eli. And I'm not even going to compare him to Dan Marino because Dan Marino's in a whole other class because he's the only guy that you can truly say doesn't need a Super Bowl to be in the Hall of Fame because we know he is (laughs) one of the best quarterbacks. I mean, if he has a Super Bowl, he might be. I mean, it's just if he has a Super Bowl, he's top three. Yeah, it's that different. But let's stop putting the comparisons to Brady. That look, you're not going to get another Brady. You're just not. It's not going to happen. That's not realistic. It's not realistic. That was that was. Listen, I, I don't know what even to listen, make of Brees that. Listen, Brees and, uh, and Rodgers are both top ten quarterbacks, maybe of all time. They both only have two Super Bowls, and, Bri- and Eli beat one of them to get there to one of his Super Bowls. I'm just saying. We'll see. We'll see. We're forever grateful for number ten. Thank you to the greatest quarterback, in not just New York Giant history, but New York football history. Sorry, Jet fans. That's a fact. Thank you, Eli. We'll see you in Canton one day. Now it's time. I mean, it's going to be... I just said it before. It's so. It's going to be weird next year to not know that he's not even there. Like, he's not even going to be there anymore. Like, oh, well, you're like, oh, he didn't play this year. I know, but he was still on the sidelines. We're always like, is this it? Is this going to be the end of Eli? Ain't no number 10 anymore. Can't last the, forever. The number 10 will be retired and I'm glad the mayor family did. Hey, they did something right finally. Oh, listen, I mean this is this is a crazy year because Eli Manning's retired, yep. Drew Brees free agency is pending right now. Okay? Tom Brady might not be a New England Patriot. Phil Rivers might not be a San Diego, oh, excuse me, Los Angeles Charger. So, I mean, you think about these these names. Drew the, the, Brees might I mean, who knows what Drew Brees does? there's still a lot of question marks going forward. And that's the day and age now. These quarterbacks uh, Drew Brees Philip Rivers, I mean, look Big at Dak. Ben. How about Dak big, Prescott? Big Ben as well. All these guys, you think about that, well, they're going to be moving on sooner or later. Dak Prescott has been with the Cowboys for five years, or four—excuse me, four years—and now he's a possible free agent. And that's one of the big questions surrounding the NFL offseason as well Is the Dallas Cowboys. And like I just said about Eli Manning, the Dallas Cowboys—I don't care what any Cowboy fan wants to tell you, Dallas Cowboys fans. You know you would love to have the career of Eli Manning Because at least he gave you two Super Bowls I know he didn't win all the time But he still got you two Super Bowls And you haven't even sniffed a conference championship game in 20 years So the main question, one of the big questions this year Surrounding the NFL offseason Is those Dallas Cowboys Is that Dak Prescott Is Jerry Jones again What are they going to do And I did this a couple weeks ago It was player A, player B I tried to compare the two and the one player, A, was Kirk Cousins. The other was D- Dak Prescott. Who I ended up choosing, Kirk Cousins. You took Kirk Cousins because he had the better stats. Now, what does Dallas do? Does Dallas sign Dak Prescott to that 30-plus million, 35-plus million in that Russell Wilson range? And look at the If well, you look at the list, it's a pretty good list with the exception of Kirk Cousins it's a pretty good list of quarterbacks in there so does that happen does Dallas decide to pull the trigger and say this is our guy we're going forward with him or do they pull the Kirk Cousins and franchise him is that the best direction to go for the Dallas Cowboys Ted I do believe so uh, and, and and it's the way I looked at the Dallas I thought the Dallas Cowboys handled it perfect this, this year. I wouldn't have not paid them this year. Now people say listen, if you paid them now, right? You would be able- <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't I had an itch. So um, when what, what I said what I was Oh, you totally threw me off. No, Dallas Cowboys. I know that. If you paid them now, you would save money because like they were saying if you paid them early and he won the Super Bowl or did really well, you'd have to pay him more because Every one of the thing is you're trying to beat the other team before the punch because it's like if you did it before Carson Wentz and the Eagles would then have to pay Carson Wentz more Jerry than Dak Goff Prescott. too. So it's like always like, okay, now we realize, because we're smarter to realize that right. Dak Prescott should not be a top five paid quarterback. No. He is not considered a top five quarterback. Nope. But in today's day and age, it's not about where you think you're ranked. It's about how much you think you've earned. Dak Prescott thinks he should be one of the two or three highest paid quarterbacks in the league. And that's what he's going to ask for. Now, you asked me a question. Do you think the Dallas Cowboys should pay him? My answer is no. My answer is you franchise him for a year. Like you did something similar this year, even though it was a rookie contract, because it's kind of like a rookie deal. You're playing a franchise deal, a one-year deal. You go sign Amari Cooper, because we know what Dak Prescott's stats were before Amari Cooper, and Mm -hmm. we know what they were after Amari Cooper. And they were significantly better with Amari Cooper playing wide receiver than the Dallas Cowboys. Now, if you're going to pay Dak the big money that he wants, you are not going to be able to sign Amari and these other players that you want to retain on the Dallas Cowboys so your team could be hopefully a Super Bowl contender next year. And that's what teams have to make a decision on. You could pay your quarterback, but if you're going to pay your quarterback $30, $35, 40000000 million, like numbers that we were talking about with Mahomes – he better be at that level. He better be a Russell Wilson. He better be an Aaron Rodgers. He better be a Mahomes. He better be so damn good that you can lose two or three players because his quality of play is much better and can overtake the losses of your team. So Dak Prescott had probably his best year this year, and I get that. Didn't also make the playoffs. Now, we re- you really have to take into consideration as well, and this is kind of also the debate with Patrick Mahomes. Now Patrick Mahomes is going to be getting a big contract. It's just how big is that contract going to be? Is it going to be the biggest in NFL history? Most experts would say yes. But you really have to think about it. When you're paying these quarterbacks like a Dak or even a Carson Wentz or Jared Goff or a Patrick Mahomes, you have to really take it into consideration. Is it going to be worth it? Because knowing that you pay these guys and what they're going to be getting annually or yearly, I should say, to think about the Patrick Mahomes situation and how that team is built right now, you sign Patrick Mahomes. It's going to put you in a tough situation to keep that team together. No quarterback who has a top-five salary, even made the NFC Championship game, hasn't won a Super Bowl in the past five years. Now, I'm not taking – And two of the – excuse me, and two of the top – Two of the four top paid quarterbacks Didn't even make the playoffs this year That was Carson Wentz and Jared Goff Now I'm not taking away from Patrick Mahomes I know what Patrick Mahomes is He's worth he, $35 million a year But He's that damn to good. see the contracts that we've possibly seen Of maybe around $200 million For what they have on that team And they're they're 60 minutes away From a, a Super Bowl possibility A Super Bowl title I should say Is that close Do you want to get branch, get rid of that team You have to think about it. Yeah, you signed Mahomes. You have him forever. That's fine. I wouldn't want to get rid of him either. I don't even think about it. He's untouchable. But you might lose other pieces down the line. And I don't want people to take what I'm going to say wrong, but look at what happened when the Baltimore Ravens won the Super Bowl. They paid Joe Flacco a bunch of money. And well, guess what? They were able. They lost a lot of pieces because of that. Now I'm not comparing Mahomes and Joe Flacco. I'm using the comparison of paying, and yes. we're not talking about Mahomes because he's in a different category. No, not, that's true. But but, but but Dak Prescott. This is what. But Dak, it's kind of like with Dak so as what well. So what is? So what is? You, what you got to look at? Take away your fandom of any team, okay? How do you feel about Dak Prescott as a player? You got to look in the mirror and say how good is he? Now, is he worth thirty million dollars? I say no, personally. But does he deserve the money absolutely he's played four years under a rookie deal made barely any money now of course we'd all love to have that money but in the spectrum of where he's playing for the most iconic franchise in the nfl the biggest franchise the most richest contract uh richest owner what's his worth to you what's his worth to the dallas cowboys now you could say four years successful years winning records but how successful is it? It hasn't even gotten into a conference championship. How good are the Dallas Cowboys? Could the Dallas Cowboys, and I'll ask anybody who's a fan of this, if they lose Dak Prescott and they find someone else comparable to Dak Prescott, do you think there's a major difference? Do you think the Dallas Cowboys, maybe this is better, do you think the Dallas Cowboys need Dak Prescott to win a Super Bowl or to or make it to a Super Bowl? Or do you think you can get away with paying someone else? I think most people would probably say the reason why the Dallas Cowboys were not in a were not even in the conference championship. Because of Jason Garrett. Maybe because of Jay Garrett, some may say. Some may say that Dak Prescott Which is argument. Ted is a reason as well a cause for concern because we've seen Dak Prescott. We see him maybe at his peak right now and what he's going to be for you. He's going to be a guy that's going to be in that range of, an, of a 15 to 12 top 10. Tw- top, top 10. Top 12, top 15 I, That's why I said let's franchise him. And for Cowboys fans, let's see what Mike McCarthy does for his. If, he, yes. if, he, if you pay him big money and the Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott – doesn't work out now you paid him and now you got to live with this and and you just got a new coach but it, by franchising him you literally say let's see how this experiment works if it doesn't work and Dak doesn't it fails again next year to get to the playoff I don't think it's then an, you can move on from Dak I don't think it's an experiment no, because and, we you know, know but we know but what, you don't know how this is the tandem of Dak and Mark But Carter we know work. how da- what Dak is can he I've, be better though He's gotten better pretty much, I thought, every year. I think he's gotten better, personally. Well, that's why I think the the signing of Amari Cooper becomes urgent for them because of the factor that you have to put in that when Dak Prescott was playing at an all-time high last season, that's because of Amari Cooper. The addition of Amari Cooper changed everything for Dak Prescott. It gave him a number one weapon. It gave him a go-to guy to throw the ball to. Dak Prescott... We saw what he was this year. He was good. But when you're playing against lesser of your competition. He you're, beat the uh, bad teams uh, he, and the good teams, just, he was. Everybody okay, yes. looks good on paper then. Everything looks good. But when you're playing the teams like the Patriots and the Eagles and playoff teams, the Saints, the Vikings, Seahawks, Packers, when you're playing teams like that. And you lay a dud.
1: So that's why you franchise you, it for do, one year and what see what do how you ask car the car the conference experiment what you, works.
0: What do you ask yourself as a franchise? Then, I mean, what what really is going through the mind of Jerry Jones right now? Am I willing to hand the keys over and take out my wallet and say, "What do you want? Blank check?" No, no, there's no blank check because I'm telling you, Jerry Jones is looking at. I want to pay him between twenty eight and. 30. Twenty-seven. Not, to 30 he already. Had, he has his demands. He has his demands. Exactly. He's want thirty plus. Jerry might not give it, and that's where you cost the confidence. So that's why you. That's fran- where so, the headbutt so goes. Jerry still has control of him for two more seasons. They can franchise him twice, so you can pay him one, two one year deals. Are we and, realistically and, and, and Dallas, Make him earn it. Are, are we realistically and Dallas fans realistically prepared for a possible? If, it, if there's no. no... Listen, do I really think Dak Prescott's going anywhere? No, just no, like... No, sitting it, out. No, he's not sitting out. No quarterback sits out. Because they understand that <laughs> he's the engine that makes everything else go, Dak. You got nothing on a football team if you don't have a quarterback. Don't, don't want to hear any other excuse. Don't tell me anything else. If you don't have a quarterback, you got nothing else on a football team. It starts with the quarterback and ends with the quarterback. And then you build everything else around. Then you build the pass rush and O line and D line and run backs, receivers, and kickers and quarterbacks. But you got to have the quarterback. You got to have the quarterback. That's why I said you give them the one year experiment deal with the franchise tag. You see how the McCarthy, if they go 9 and 7, 10 and 6, and they make the playoffs, but they don't win the Super Bowl, okay, you franchise them again. Why not? And you pay them $37 million, but it's only for one year. It's better to do that in two years. It would be, I think it came up to about two years and $70 million. And They franchise them over the two years. Mm-hmm. All right, that's fine. It's better than giving them $100 million and 130 over five years, right? Save the extra $30 million, put it back in your salary cap, use it toward other players, franchise them. It doesn't hurt. If he's worth it and it pays off, then pay him at the end. Who cares? If he wins your Super Bowl next year and then you gotta pay him $120 million, whatever. You won the Super Bowl, right? Is he That's in the, what the Cowboys it, want anyways. That's all Jerry Jones wants to do. Is he Kirk Cousins? I think he's a better version of Kirk Cousins because of his athleticism. I think he's a better version of Kirk Cousins. I do. He makes less mistakes, got a little bit more athleticism. Now he also plays with a – I think the teams are comparable. Look at the Vikings and them. Great running games, good weapons, good defenses. I think similar coaching staffs. I mean, the teams are really comparable. The players are comparable. I'll just take Dak's athleticism and maybe leadership. I really will. Now, Cousins had a big win this year in the playoffs. Dak really hasn't had that one yet, but we'll see. That's why I franchise him, personally. I mean, if you're a Dallas fan, you have to figure out. Because this is a huge offseason. Because you're going to start seeing some of the main pieces leave. See you later. They're going to other options. Amari Cooper could be one of those. So you have one of the, t- the toughest tasks facing you this upcoming offseason. Are you signing Dak long-term? Or are you going to franchise him? And is this going to be the new Kirk Cousins 2.0? I don't think it's a bad team. That's why the teams have that. It's not a bad idea, but when you hear Dak, of when you hear the reports. Listen, because that Dak, cause that, it's about guaranteed money. But you heard the reports in the beginning of the year that Dak rejected the contract extension he wanted. Or you heard reports that he wanted 30 plus million and stuff like that. To hear that, and if Jerry, I mean, for the first time, Jerry's been quiet. Like, we haven't heard from Jerry in a while. When is he going to step up to the plate and make a, make a statement or just he do something? He doesn't some, have not to. Make a sta- you know what I mean? Make Not make a statement. Just when is he going to t- just throw out the money? Is he going to throw out the money or is he going to franchise him? We'll find out. Because it's one of the toughest tasks of finding a franchise quarterback. And I still think, to me, Maybe he'll say Tom the, Brady. Da- the Dallas Cowboys are still in the midst of finding their franchise quarterback. Because I do not, I for one do not think that Dak Prescott is a franchise quarterback, and that's just me personally. Because I think, the but he's la- good enough to get picked. Pay- because, because I think the last month was telling for me to see, and we just saw in the NFC East battle a team that had no business being into the playoffs, that had nobody on their team because they were all falling apart, and I'm talking injury wise, they were down to almost having Greg Ward as their quarterback. And they still made the playoffs over a ta- more talented team than that team. And the Dallas Cowboys, they didn't make it. Right. They, finished, they finished lousy. The Philadelphia Eagles finished strong. That's why that got into the playoffs. That's why Carson Wentz got paid. That's why Dak Prescott still not paid.
1: We, will find you That's why we, we all, all just go, Then you go
0: with my method then we just That's all, why you we, franchise him for one year Then We all just pointed the finger for, at Eli Manning Saying well it was his fault the New York Giants are bad But we kind of give the pass To Dak Prescott Because of the coaching staff you Gotta pick and choose your own battles Time will tell on what's gonna happen With this Jerry Jones Dak Prescott Situation But like I said a week away Or about a week Nine days away from the Super Bowl. And we're going to talk about it next week, but we wanted to start today based off of how these teams got here. Let's think about this. The 49ers, I wrote down from 2015 to 2018. You know what the record was, Ted? Total? Yeah. Below 500. Way below 500. Yeah, wait. 17 and 47. Yeah, they were not, they a, went good th- through, they were not a good they team. They went through three coaches. Yeah. Mar- Tom Sula. Then they had Chip Kelly, and they finally found Brian Shanahan. Think Kyle about, Shanahan. Kyle, Han, Kyle Shanahan, sorry. Just, <laughs> uh, just think about this. Oh, where the 49ers were in the beginning of this decade, in the middle, and now the start of the decade again. Well, let's see. This team was horrible. It started with the Eli thing. This team was atrocious. When they lost hardball, everything went downhill. Players were retiring, leaving. It became one of the stocks of the NFL firing coaches, this is not what the 49ers were. The 49ers have some certain prestige in the NFL. They're one of those teams. They're like the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're like the Patriots. They're like the Cowboys, Green Bay Packers, New York Giants, the 49ers, the Bears. You can put them all in that category of the higher-ups in the NFL. And to see what the 49ers were to where they are now and we're only nine days away from what they could be, which is ultimately a Super Bowl champion. It's truly remarkable to see what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan has done and brought to this team. Now, I know the addition of Jimmy Garoppolo helps. Like I just said, and we said you ha- in the p- first part of the show, and if you didn't get to check out the first part of the show, you could check us out on Spotify, YouTube, and as well as Facebook, Keys to the City. But you had to find a franchise quarterback. They wanted Jimmy Garoppolo. And what makes it even more fascinating with these two, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, is that they don't make a decision without the approval of one another. One doesn't make it, and another one doesn't. They have to talk talk with each decision based and made. And just think about that. They took a chance on two unknowns, the 49ers, dealing with firing of Chip Kelly and Tom Sula, and then they take a chance on John Lynch? As GM? I remember the day they hired John Lynch, and I said. Right at the booth. I was like, Ted, John Lynch is going to be the GM. I was like, is that John Lynch, the John Lynch of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? And I saw that. I'm like, okay. And then they hire Kyle Shanahan. And to see where they are three years later, which is, I mean, they're not going anywhere either. I mean, they have their quarterback set. They have that defensive line set. With a couple of it, if you think about it, offensively, they don't have any really big time paid players. I mean, no. you got Joe Staley, but he's older. But they got Mike McGlinchey at right tackle. They it's have Jimmy G is their highest paid offensive player. We know that, but they paid him early. They paid him after the five starts he had that one season I, at the end of his day. And. What's key about that is now you still have him under control for the next years and now you're looking at all these We just talked about Dak, But all these quarterbacks are gonna start making more than Jimmy and Jimmy's gonna start falling down on the list So that contract isn't gonna seem so bad as it might have first seemed when it first came out But you think about this team. They're very young. They're like 12th in the NFL age wise They average like 25.1 Both of these teams are in the same area 25 26 years old so average so which is good. They Mm -hmm. both got their quarterbacks Mm -hmm. You think about this 49ers team last year? So Jimmy G gets hurt week three in Kansas City on a, on a scramble down the left-hand sideline, makes a move. Instead of just stepping out of bounds, he tries to make a move and tears his ACL. So he's out for the remainder of the season. And the 49ers season kind of goes downhill. They finished 4-12, and 12, even though they played like seven or eight games that were within seven points. And it just shows the team was there, but they were still missing pieces. So they really wanted the number one pick because who they really wanted was Nick Boza. So Arizona Cardinals... Have a worse season. They're the number one pick. Some guy, Cliff Kingsbury, after being the OC for USC, leaves, bounces, runs to Arizona, which a lot of people question. How was his coach? He's never had a winning record. He goes to Arizona. Becomes the head coach. Well, what does he want? He wants a quarterback. Now, we were talking about a guy that wasn't even probably going to be in the first round and going to play baseball to now he's going to be the number one pick. And it works out really well for the 49ers because they fall – their position falls perfectly, and they're able to solidify and get Nick Boza. And yeah. it just it just shows where the 49ers, how things have just worked out. They got D. Ford for a third-round pick from the Chiefs, which is pretty incredible. No yeah. one even mentions that. Yep. You know what I mean? You get Nick Boza. You had Armstead. You had DeForest Buckner. Guys that were taken back-to-back years from Oregon that were seemed as bust when they were taken mm-hmm. now have all started to pan out. So their D-line is solidified. They get Richard Sherman. A guy that was hurt, kind of ended the career. People thought maybe his career was over. You're going to go to your division rival in Seattle, and you get him there. And what a remarkable work he's done. And then you just look at the drafting and people. I mean, you got the Mozart last week. A guy that was yeah, on Mom. six different teams. Mo- Moster, I mean. Uh, at 220 what, yards. 40. I mean, that's what I'm just look to at say. how this team has been put together. Pieces. And it reminded me how they won last week to the game when Eli played them, even though Eli beat them. But they brought back the old thing. Physicality. Run the football defense, hard-nosed. Now, I know they'll say, oh, Jimmy G only threw eight passes. But why throw the pa- any passes if you just run, you're averaging six yards a carry? And you see, like I said, from 2015, this team was an abomination, an embarrassment to the San Francisco 49ers. They thing. hit their quarterback, they got their defensive players, and they got the right coach with the right GM. And yeah. the GM and, and coach that's what it comes down are to. really good with personnel and getting the most out of their players. And look where they're at. It's tragedy turned triumph. Now, I know I may be getting ahead of myself because the Super Bowl hasn't happened. But for them to be in the position that they were, and you got to think about this. Coming into this year, a lot of people, I mean, both of us had them at 6 and 10. A lot of people had them improving. Well, yeah, because the year before, we thought they were going to be uh, a better a team. Lot te- and a failed. lot of people had them improving, but not to the point where they were going 13 and 3, being the number one seed in the NFC, and only 60 minutes away from possibly winning a Super Bowl title. Nobody thought this, maybe a year or two from now. So from where they started, and nobody has given them any, any chance throughout this entire year. And I remember, we've talked about it. The 49ers, the best team in the NFC. And you always had somebody else other than the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, it was the Saints. Oh, it was the Packers. Oh, it was this. It was that. Oh, it was the Rams, the Seahawks. But it was never the 49ers up until late in the season. And then you really started to see the respect that this team has earned from the fans around the NFL. So to just see what they've done to where they are now, to being 60 minutes away from a possible Super Bowl title, is truly, I mean, you can't write it up. It's storybook. Tragedy turned triumph, possibly. I think with the Chiefs, we kind of had the expectation that they, they were going to be here. Now, it's even, redemption for now them, Even too. though I had picked the Steelers and the Saints in the Super Bowl, when we first started to do this show in the beginning of the season, but maybe because I I just didn't have enough belief in Kansas City, but th- most people had Kansas City right back here. They had the best quarterback in the league. They had all their weapons back. Now, good thing Tyreek Hill, for their sake, didn't get in as much trouble yep. as what happened, but they that's why they drafted Hartman, because they didn't know if they are going to have Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. So now you have speedsters, Olympic speed, Travis Kelsey— you have all the pieces, Andy Reid, Redemption Story. There's so much to talk about. We'll talk so much more about it next week. But the the Kansas you said it perfectly. From tragic to triumph with the 49ers, and and then you look at the Chiefs. They've been building for this. But they this have the, been building for this when they got rid of Alex Smith but this is and, redemption and, and made as sure well. Mahomes was their quarterback. This is what they were hoping for, and they got it. And this is a fantastic team and one of the best matchups and Super Bowls that I've been looking forward to in such a long time. This is a redemption year because last year we were we were – expecting maybe the Chiefs would be in that position last year if it wasn't for the offsides by D. D Ford, Ford who, which changed everything. You know the rest of it. But this is a redemption. This is there. They are 60 minutes away. So you get the great story of the 49ers. The 49ers are back, and it seems like they are not going anywhere for quite some time. And even the Chiefs. The Chiefs are here. The Chiefs are here to stay. They're going to be a team that is going to be maybe running the AFC now. For the time being. As long as you have Mahomes, if you're you can have Mahomes the for if, the Super Bowl. If you'll have Mahomes and as long as he stays healthy, the Kansas City Chiefs, you will always associate them with the top of the AFC for the, the future. For the future of the AFC. And that's who's gonna be running the AFC. So like I said, this story I mean, we're we gonna be covering more of this game next week. It's a whole other week away. We just wanted to get you started and and warmed up. To what these teams have been through, to where they are now, to being 60 minutes away from a championship. I can't wait for this game next week. It's going to be fun in beautiful Miami. Can't make it up. Can't write it up. But ladies and gentlemen, we're taking our break. And when we come back, we'll be talking baseball. We thought Joe Aguilar would be here. He is still not here. But we're talking Hall of Fame. Is everybody, why is everybody making a big deal about the Derek Jeter thing? And Nolan Arenado, is he really going to get traded from the Rockies? We'll be right back. Keys to the City. Who eliminates Brock Lesnar in the upcoming Royal Rumble match? It all decides our WrestleMania 36 predictions next on the Squared Circle Zygobabble. Hello and welcome to the Squared Circle Psycho Babble. My name is Michael Valenti. This is Ralph Valenti for news, reviews, and conversations on all things pro wrestling. Subscribe, hit that bell for notifications. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clover Crest Media presents Keys to the City. If you didn't get to see that, yes, we will be having special guests on tomorrow. Squared Circle Cycle Babble. The Valenti Brothers are joining us live tomorrow in studio for a special Royal Rumble preview and the road to WrestleMania. It kicks off tomorrow with the Valenti Brothers Squared Circle Cycle Babble. You can follow them at YouTube, Twitter, and on Facebook. That is Squared Circle Cycle Babble with the Valenti Brothers. Can't wait for that tomorrow. But let's start off. We're going to get into some baseball right now. We thought we would have the Joseph McGuire here, but he is not here. So we're going... ...to discuss it. The Keys brothers... ...and like I said early on in the show... ...this was a good week for, for... ...New York fans. Unless you're a Jet and Met fan... ...then so be it. You're on the complete opposite. But for Yankee and Giant fans... ...this was a good week. Because we got to see two of the greatest legends... ...in New York sports history. One call it quits... ...one's adding... ...a little hardware. And that's Derek Jeter. He's going into the Hall of Fame ladies and gentlemen... But, like, at first when I thought of this, when I saw that he got, the, he got 99.7%. 396 out of 397 total votes. I saw it, and you know what? I kind of was like everyone else. Oh, who didn't vote for him? Who didn't give him the unanimous vote? I just want to clarify this. If there was voting back in the 1910s, the 20s, and the 30s, There would have been guys way before Derek Jeter and Mariano Rivera who became unanimous. If you think about the names in baseball history, there's a ton of players that could have been unanimously. So let's relax with the unanimous vote. Babe Ruth would have been a unanimous vote. Joe DiMaggio did not make it on his first ballot. Everybody gets freaked out because he wasn't unanimous. Because we're living a day and age. Let's let's just pipe down. The man is still going in the Hall of Fame. that's really what all matters. I know that it's all because he didn't get 100%. Who cares? He's going into the Hall of Fame. He has been one of the most respected players during his time by his peers. He was one of the best shortstops of his time. And he played for the greatest franchise in maybe sports history. So, for everybody that wants to freak out, like I did at first, and then I really took a look at it, and I was like, you know what? Who cares? The ultimate goal. When you're a professional player, and you leave college or high school, and baseball, it's different because high school players get drafted to the pros. Your ultimate goal is to win championships. Your personal goal. Not team goals. Your. Everybody has team goals and specific goals. Your specific goal is to win championships and is to ultimately get or to make a, the hall and, fame. and to get to the, no to win championships and to get to the hall of fame. Derek Jeter did both. Do you think he cares that he didn't get the unanimous vote? Hell, we're the ones that care more about it. He don't care. He's in the Hall of Fame. And it's a very and, it's and, so, and he's it's only, so, it's, it's, a, only a, a select I mean 331 players in baseball history now I get have what, made it. Now, I get what one said. It was one vote and not five or six. It's like, come on, man. I No, I totally agree with you on the one vote. Here's the thing, though. Is really Derek Jeter a unanimous selection? Is he even deserving of unanimous selection? Like, let's be honest, okay? Yeah. I made this argument or uh, statement the other day. I'm like, Jeter was never really the best player during baseball at any time in his generation. Never. Not one I mean never and I'm including the PED guy's use. Sorry, he just was never he wasn't even the best shortstop. He who, wasn't you, who, who did you Okay, point? I'm gonna add the metric system is rod was a much better shortstop than he was. Metrics look at the numbers defensively. Jeter has one of the I'll have it right here. I'm gonna make sure he's I one, get, he's one of I'm I'm gonna make sure I, have, so I I'm correct in what I say. He has five gold gloves. According to the metrics nowadays. Jeter has the worst defensive run save at minus 152 since the stat was first recorded in 2003. Now, what's that mean to most people? Nothing. Because you're making up numbers and metrics and all this crap, and if Joe was here, he'd start laughing and we'd get into it. But he was was never won an MVP. He was never won a batting title. I mean, he won five gold gloves. One World Series. I mean, when you start thinking about other things, factors, I mean, you could start knocking him on other things. Never was the best player on his team. i always. I it this, this way. Mariano Rivera was a better player and more valuable player to the New York Yankees than Derek Jeter was because— I think Jeter the, was a more important player. Do you think the—what? I think Jeter was—and I said this to you yesterday. I don't yesterday. think the Yankees I get to as many World Series as they do without Mariano Rivera. I mean Jeter was a huge part of those But teams, the other though. yeah oh I know you can go back to the flip in the A's game and say hey listen if there's no one else there the a, the A's I mean the J- I game. mean realistically if you wanted to say listen two, Ken Griffey v- Jr didn't get 100% two Ken two Griffey best- Jr is considered one of the three best center fielders of all time Jeter's not considered one of the three best shortstops of all time two- his his stats and numbers and everything with the World Series and the and the clutch moments and the 3600 and so hits and the home run on the 3,000 hit, all that is part of the Jeter-esque mantra. I, and, he, I'm, and I'm in agreement that Jeter is in the Hall of Fame. I'm just saying, when people freak out about the unanimous decision, let's really understand that it's all about just making the Hall of Fame. Jeter was the second best player on those teams. I know Mo was probably the best to most, to some, I would say. We come to an agreement that Mo was the best player. But Jeter probably is the most important of that player, of that Well, he was team. the captain. He's the leadoff, too. For most of those years, he's the one that always— And we always said for leadoffs, leadoff is the most important part of the, the lineup because it gets everything Well, going. he was number two hitter. He was not the leadoff. At he, times he was. He was never the leadoff until late in his career, later in his career. In he the should early have been. years, he, he was, should have been a he lead was off. the number two. He always batted number two with Ball Ballonial number three. And he then, should yeah, have been the leadoff. With Tino and Bernie. He and should have always have been the leadoff because he was a contact hitter. He was always a best on-base guy. And you felt like when he got it going, the team got it going. And when he was making plays, the team started making plays. When he had his moments, the team had its moments. There is no better baseball career than Derek Jeter's, though. When you look at it as a whole. He plays for the New York Yankees, okay, an iconic franchise. He becomes captain of the New York Yankees. He plays shortstop, which is the second most valuable position on the baseball field, only behind the catcher. He has all the clutch moments you could ever ask for in life, from the flip to dive into the the stands to Mr. November to the 3,000 home run hit. I mean... Think about your hit. La- to his last hit at uh, Yankee Stadium. Stadium, the walk-off hit, the all-star games, MVPs, the World Series MVP against the Mets, the leadoff home run that he led off in that yep, game. He did. That was a change by Torrey. Uh, not all the time. He should have He, he should have let off. He should have let, let off majority of his career because I just felt that the way Derek Jeter played the game, he was perfectly set up to be a, the leadoff guy. Don't you watch your leadoff guy? He's the most important guy because got to get on he's, base. Got to get on base, right? Jeter, it felt like seven or eight of, out of ten times he was getting on base. He was making plays, and it was always contact. It was never. It was always on. It was always a tough play for defenders to make with him because he always had the ground ball effect, and that's why Derek Jeter should have always been a leadoff guy. And you and just. And everybody wants to complain, oh, well, this guy, whoever's the one that didn't vote for him, like, shame on him. Yeah, he's an idiot. We get that. He's a clown for doing that. That's a joke that he didn't vote Derek Jeter on his ballot. But for everybody that wants to freak out and say, oh, he should have been unanimous, let's just relax. He should have never been unanimous because there are— I mean, for all these people that want to say he's the first or second guy to be almost unanimous— like I said, if they had it in the Do 20s you and 30s, think Larry Walker really cares? He made it at 76. As long as you're in, as long as you make the Hall of Fame, you're a you're a player of few that have made this. And you talk about all the, the legendary players in Listen, baseball. Listen, Babe Ruth was in 85. percent all, all the years in it, baseball history, there's only 331. If you include now Larry Walker and Derek Jeter. Coming into this Hall of Fame class, there's three hundred and twenty-nine players of all the years of baseball to be one of the fir- to one of the three hundred and twenty-nine players, or three hundred and thirty-one, should I say now, to see that. You think Derek Jeter gives a damn? No. We as fans do when we blow it out of proportion because he didn't get the perfect score. Because people are like you are with Eli are severely Passionate about Derek Jeter and his... I first. love Jeter. And I think there was an expectation that the two of them, Mo and Jeter, who came up through the minor league system together, played through almost pretty much their whole careers together, did everything together were like, the tandem, you know, you couldn't yeah. have one without the one other. One-two punch. You figured that Jeter was going to be... Jeter started si- it, and Mo ended it. And Listen, it doesn't matter. We won't talk about it. After this week again, that he didn't, he was one shot. All we're gonna talk about is that he's a Hall of Fame. Yeah, because, a- like, Ken Griffey Jr., do people talk that Ken Griffey Jr. felt like five short, five votes short? Like, Ken Griffey Jr. was one of the, first of all, oh. during his time, was one of the best players, if not the best player in baseball, for about 10 years. It's a shame he okay? had to deal with Especially when he was with Seattle. Then, he's one of the greatest center fielders of all time. I put him in my top three, easily. Okay. And I'm not gonna tell you, you're not gonna say well, who's in my top three, it doesn't matter. He's one of those guys. Well, you want to know? Yeah. I put him, Willie Mays, and Mickey Mantle. Mike Trout, maybe one day. Maybe Mike Trout eventually. Mike Trout might already be in the top five. Mike Trout. I mean, Mike Trout's no, difficult. Let's well, not talk no, about that. No, but just like everybody, like I just said, Ken Griffey Jr., Larry Walker, Derek Jeter. A model of it consistency. Doesn't a model it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what their percentages were. They're in the Hall of Fame for a reason for their play on the field. They're all-time greats, and they're going into the Cooperstown. Who cares? I remember Larry Walker. Do you remember Larry Walker as a kid? Yeah, he played for the Rockies. I know, but do you remember? He was nasty with the Rockies. He was one of the best in the game. And then he played for the Cardinals. Yeah. Played for the Expos as well. He could do everything. Very he good, was a very ve- good hitter, good fielder too. He only, and listen, people say in Colorado, he only played thirty-one percent of his uh, his career at bats in Colorado. He was so a good fielder and a good, very good, good fielder, base runner fielder, too. He, he was a good five-two do a you, player. Do you remember the All Star game against Randy Johnson when Randy Johnson threw over his head and then he switched to go right and he put oh, the yeah. on <laughs> back? Yeah. Funny moment. Yeah, Larry I Walker do. was a listen. Kind of get knocked because he didn't have the three thousand hits. He doesn't have the five home five hundred home runs. He you know, he kind of got log jammed during that PED era use, yep. but he's a very deserving guy. Very deserving guy of the Hall of Fame. Congratulations to Larry Walker. I remember him. One of the best hitters in the NL. 1997 NL MVP. You know what makes it even uh, that much more like sweeter? What gets me about about the MLB, the Hall of Fame, is like. So in football, right, every year there seems to be like at least six guys, five, I've six I've seen guys. people complain now about why, this. Now, like baseball, why only, only two. Like we had a year a couple of years ago where there was no guys. There was no guys. I think it was, I think it might have been even 14, 2014, but there was one year. Come on, dude. The, here's my thing with the baseball, and it's this whole crack of whatever, you know, this whole, whole baseball legendary, like, oh, he's got to wait his turn. What does he got to wait? His numbers never get better. Like, oh, so he's, uh, he's a Hall of Famer in year eight. And what's the ballot where like okay you can only choose ten guys or eight guys or you can choose one. That's all the ballot? They yeah, but you don't, you don't have to choose ten. You you check up the max up to ten. And there's like four hundred guys, right? But this thing where like all right, he he gets no he gets a certain percentage first year and second year and he builds up. Like, did he get better in the ten years that he's retired? Like did he, like now I can understand that like. Okay, this year's ballot is filled with a bunch of guys that like, okay, we're going to take five elite guys, and Larry Walker's going to finish six, and we're not going to put him in this year. He'll get it next year when there's a, like a stupid. company of us. It's stupid. So Larry Walker got 52.4% of the vote in 2000, I have a, like three years ago. And he ended up getting to 76%. Yeah. 76.6%. And, and we think about this. You know what like makes it even sweeter about this whole thing for Larry Walker? This was his final time. Yeah, this is his final chance to get into the Hall of Fame, and he made it after the 10th year. And you love to see stories like that, because this guy was one of the best during his time in the NL. He was an MVP. I mean, his season was ridiculous, his can, MVP can season. Can we just was... get into the guys that didn't get in for a second? Well, we were going to. I... And just to, see, just to see Larry Walker finally get in on his 10th and final year of ballots, of voting, I should say, and to see him make it, a big congratulations to Larry Walker and, of course, to the captain, Derek Jeter. I mean, well-deserving, both of them. But there are some guys each and every year that we've talked about that don't. And, I think and it doesn't seem like they're getting any closer. I think my take's going to—a lot of people probably don't agree with. So this year, the three big names, Kurt Schillen, which was named on 70% of the ballots, Roger Clemens, which was 61%, and Bonds, 60.7. So they only got two years left. That was their eighth year. Shelling will probably get it next year because it's a weak, it's a weak class. He might, yeah, and uh, and he's probably deserving so because he was in legit. He was good, court. but it wasn't like a, it was like a a definite like yes. Kurt oh, oh, should absolutely. easily now, be now I think a little bit of the knock of his has been his kind of um, conservative beliefs and things that his he has politics. said on the media and people play into a factor of that you know because of things he has said. Yep. Here's my thing: Barry Bonds was a Hall of Famer before he took steroids. He's a Hall of Famer after he took steroids. So is Roger Clemens. They are Hall of Famers. Get around the, the cheating. They're still Hall of Famers one way or another. Now, if you want to put them in a separate category in a certain section and explain, hey, listen, from the 1994 to 2004 season was an era of baseball where PD use was prominent in baseball. You can't speak about baseball and not mention these guys, okay? Barry Bonds was a Hall of Famer before he took steroids, He was, a st- and he's still a Hall of Famer now. So is Curtio, and so is Roger uh, Rogers Clemens, and so should A Rod. This whole thing, like, okay, he cheated so we should, we just should banish these guys. I think Jeter. I think put him J- in a separate category. Put him in a thing, but to a, like. I think A Rod is because he, because he said he came out. Well, a Rod st- got caught twice. Bombs yeah, but never he came got out caught. and said, "I never did it," and then it, and then it came out that thing, he ultimately did. did. People know Bonds did it. People believe Bonds, but he never got caught. It's like committing a crime and people like you're going to jail but he wasn't convicted. He never, there was no evidence. I think, except for his head blowing up. Listen, I know people don't agree with this. I believe they should be in the Hall of Fame. You have a right, you have a right to have an opinion. If people can't respect that, then whatever, that's fine. Do you think they should be in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Why? Because during their time, they were at the top of their game. I know that they took steroids to get to that. But like Ted just said, Barry Bonds was one of the best players in the game before he even done it. Roger Clemens was already one of the best at his position went before he did it. We get that. But these guys are never going to get in. And think about it. You can ask a lot of people. There are people around, and we had this debate last week. I forgot what the issue was that we had a, a really serious conversation. The Barry Bonds thing. Remember, we were talking, and we called dad and said, When we think. Oh, it was the home Oh, it was thing. The, oh, the, oh the sign stealing thing. And. No, it was a home run record. I know, but it was also because of the cheating thing and stuff. Yeah. So some people will say, who's the all-time home run leader in home runs? Some people will say Barry Bonds. Some people will say Henry Aaron. Some people will even say Babe Ruth. But we still have to take into consideration that this man did have 763 home runs as a professional baseball player. Yet I know that he might have cheated to get to that point, but still. I mean, I guess the stats will still be in the record book, so they'll always have that. If the stats that- are in the record book still, if there's no asterisk, if there's no dark line straight through it, then why are those stats still there? But Barry Bonds still is going to get, like, see you later, a kick to the curb, just get out of I, here. I understand, we don't I understand Bolts. If because, their records are still in the because books. Because when you talk about baseball— People have this defense mechanism like, "Oh my god, they che- they, che- they took steroids. Oh my god. If yeah. a football guy was taking steroids, no one would care. No one would care. I ha- I asked a bunch of people this, would you care if one of your football guys were like, "No, I hope Joe, said, Joe even said. Joe said, said, "Good. I hope he knock someone out even harder. <laughs> you don't care. But because baseball's pastime and we have this feeling like yeah. we can't do no wrong and we got these baseball yeah guess like, what hold on i, I do want to say something about that whole pastime yeah who has the most issues of all the four major sports baseball's been cheating over the last 140 years who has the most issues of the past 20 years in base and in, in sports probably. probably baseball probably baseball with the steroid act and how big that became and with this whole cheating thing everybody wants to say baseball is oh the it's America's game. It's the greatest. It's the uh, it's about respect and dignity and integrity of the game. But yet you have all this nonsense going on. And, and you this, know there's more going on. And that it's, it's been not pro, it, it's been going on for quite some time now. So why do we have to keep saying that MLB is about respect when you can't even respect yourselves? You have people cheating to win championships. So we're gonna punish a player because he cheated because that affected games. I'm sorry. The guy was already a home run hitter. He just made, he's an idiot for what he did. I get that. Roger Clemens is an idiot he for was, what they did. Barry Bonds but was a the jealous little boy who felt, who felt, oh my God, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa are getting all the rep. They're getting all the Hollywood and stuff and they're on TV and they're getting all the, why not me? Why not me? And he couldn't accept that. Couldn't accept it. And he was already on his way to Cooperstown. And those two guys will never get into, those guys will never get in. They'll never get in. Which is unfortunate because during our time of watching baseball, those were two at the just, top of the I game. I wonder if, if, if the people who are voting on this, like, you know, and these guys are probably old school, more old school. And when you talk about old school people like this, they're very passionate and strong about their belief on this. Where we're modern day guys... We have a little bit more But leeway. I have my cer- I have my certain beliefs On stuff that I don't Change my mind You have certain beliefs That you don't change your mind I just It's said, just how everybody I, listen, is I say put them in Everybody's different I just say put them in And put them in a different category I mean they'll, I, I mean There's stuff isn't You're telling me Barry Bond's stuff Is not in the Hall of Fame Yeah it is Their bats and home runs Are in the Hall of Fame I bet his home run ball's in there So he just won't have the plaque Alright whatever Whatever You know what if, if that's what you need to prove Then fine Whatever But you can't tell the story of baseball if you're not going to put those guys in. It's I, just, it's, it's just. It's I un, think A. Rod has a harder case because not once but twice. Yeah, A. and he got in. suspended. A-Rod's At least Bonds in. never got suspended. A. Clemens going, never got suspended. A. Rod's not going in. No, And I think in. a lot of people now. A. Rod's changed his the feeling on A. Rod. Like people now, he's all people over st- television. People still can't stand A. Rod. Well, people can't stand themselves, so <laughs> who cares? I don't I I don't really care. That is true. So, you know, everyone looks at everyone else like they're such bad they're people. like they're so perfect. And everyone else doesn't have looked in the mirror in the last couple of days. Maybe you should look in the mirror once <laughs> in a while and figure out how well you are. So to see Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, it's unfortunate, but people are going to have their their beliefs and that's fine that's what makes this world and this place such a great thing and that's what makes sports great because you can debate about this to the day you to the day you die because that is what makes everything special about sports and everyone has to have a respect and a belief onto whatever you believe that's true that's that's it so congratulations to larry walker congratulations to Derek jeter on the new inductees in the 2020 hall of fame class Let's close out with this, and if we could get Joe in before, maybe, if he gets in in time before we we get off show, we'll try to get his take on the whole Derek Jeter thing. I'd love to get him on if he's around. But let me close out with this on the baseball. And it's one of the better players in the game again. And it's rumors of Nolan Arenado of having some, and this is kind of, Unique because this it seems like to me that this always happens to the Colorado Rockies. Like, they don't know how to handle their talent. They've had some very good players. Larry Walker was one of them. Todd Helton. DJ LeMahieu. DJ LeMahieu was a good player, <laughs> no, but he I'm wasn't to like Todd Helton. Matt Holiday. Dante Bichette. Another guy. Nolan Carl, Ever- Carlos uh, Gonzalez. Carlos Gonzalez well, at one Gonzalez point, was, at one point f- was one of the great players in the game. Now you move on. Troy Tulowitzki. I know he had injuries, but Troy Tulowitzki's is another one. And now the newest member of that club is Nolan Arenado. You look at what Colorado has. They've had great players. It's not like they don't have anybody to be like, oh, I want to go to Colorado because I want to see this guy play. They have players. But to see what's going on again with Nolan Arenado, who just signed an eight-year, $260 million extension last year, to see a year from I'm not even... A year later, and the Colorado Rockies might lose their best player. Is it's, it's just laughable to see a team like this because of all the talent they've wasted throughout the years? I just named off some of the best at their time. And what do they do for them? Nothing. Well, see, and they never won anything and with that, them. And that's really where it come from because I was like, Trev, what do you want to talk about? He's like, well, Ted, this is a significant player in baseball. He's the, he's my the, favorite the, player in baseball. The best player at his position at third base, Nolan Arenado. Like you said, he signed a meager deal. They finished the season 71 and 91. He expressed disrespect because he felt like, listen, I just signed this deal. We're trying to compete. We just made the playoffs a year ago. You know, I'm still want, in the I, prime I, want, of- I, I, want, I I want to win, right? And then what the Rockies do is they don't spend any money. Nope. They don't expand the payroll this winter. Nope. So he expressed betrayal, and this is all coming from the ESPN reporter and head of MLB, uh, P- Passan. Jeff pa- Passan, excuse me. Um, so you know, I'm just reading off there. I understand where he's coming from. Like at the end of the day, you want to make money. But you said it perfectly when we were talking about Jeter and all these other things and Eli's. It's about winning championships, man. You want to win. You want it's. I don't care how much money I get paid. I don't want to be. I don't want to lose now. So I, that's why when we and I'll say this when we talked about Mike Trout last year and he got signed that big deal. We we're like, all right. I mean, good luck. I mean, he's going to make great money, and I know he's an outstanding player, but I don't know if he's going to win a championship. And at the end of the day, for me personally, you try to make as much money as you can early, but i want to win too. Like, I would give up some money to win a championship. I'm a World Series champion. I'm a Super Bowl champion. And that's what makes it fun is that last year you signed this guy. They were a playoff team last year. You signed this guy. And then a year later, you don't want to spend. What are you wasting this guy for? If you're going to sign a guy like this, don't you want to go all in and win? It's about championships. This guy's here to win a championship. He's already one of the top five players in the game. So don't waste it. I mean, it's kind of like the Angels. I'll put it that way. They're the definition of wasting talent because they've had great players come through their system, play for their team, some are in the Hall of Fame, maybe something more down the road, but still, and you've wasted it. So why do, you co- why do you sign a guy to a long extension knowing that you're going to go p- with this plan? I then? think in baseball, though, it happens. I mean, look at the Marlins. They signed a huge deal with Stanton and then they traded him to the Yankees because Jeter wanted to get under the threshold, and they want to rebuild. Well, because finally, Be- Stan was like, look, we're not doing anything to win. This is not going any farther. And I don't understand why these players, like you just said with Mike Trout, sign these mega deals... Knowing that you, there's a possibility. There's a strong possibility. Because pos- selfishly, they want to make the money. But there's a strong possibility that you might not win a World Series. All the three guys, all the four guys last year Trev. that signed big contracts. Oh, yeah. Mike Trout, Bryce Harper. Manny Machado. Manny Machado, and then Nolan Arenado. Of the four guys who's most realistic to win a title, you'd probably say Bryce Harper. But you're not confident in saying that. So you just named all four of the best in the game. And four guys that are maybe never going to get to a World Series and may not ever win one. So why do these guys sign? Who's more to blame for it? Is it the teams or is it the players that sign these mega deals? See, if you want, you got to be like Garrett Cole and you want to go to a team that you know is going to win and get paid. You want a little bit of both. See, I understand the Harper thing. Now, listen, Harper left and this team wins the championship, so how good does that look? Yeah. But he goes to the Phillies, and I think they'll be competitive, and they've and they've shown that they're trying to put a team around. And you could see it with the Angels too; they're trying to get a team. They need pitching first. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got a button. They went, you know, they have pool holes. They got Upton. They got Otani. You know, they've made moves to be successful. We'll see how that goes. They just but got there's not Rendon. About Machado, I mean, did he want to win or did he want to get paid? Because you don't go to San Diego Padres to think you're going to win anytime soon. It's just, it's unfortunate. And, and, and the teams that are interested right now have been mentioned. as the St. Louis Cardinals, Chicago Cubs, Atlanta Braves, and the Texas Rangers. And I think all four of those teams, except for the Texas Rangers right now, have a legit chance to win a World Series. It's just like, it's I, unfortunate I, because you want to see the best no, players just, I don't in the get, playoffs. No, I it, want to see Mike Trout personally in the playoffs. Because I want, I, you know, like you want to see the best players. You want to see them compete. I mean, personally, no. other than... And the Yankees still beating them, but... No, because it comes down to... Eventually, it's... These contracts, you ask yourself... Are they going to be regrettable? Because... And I'm not even talking about... The teams in this situation. I'm talking about... The players. Because, like I just said, these are, these are four guys that are... The best... At, some of the best at their position. And to see them... Make the money... Knowing where your teams are in that position to see that why why do you do it you're setting yourself back already you're putting yourself in a tough predicament from a year from now when you have these issues like Nolan Arenado is currently having and saying what the hell are you doing you just signed me to a long contract you're not help- you're not going to surround this team with anything we just were a 90 plus win team we just made it to the playoffs They're last not year. We just go back twenty wins, just like that. Because why? What the hell happened th- throughout that one year? It doesn't make any sense. But I blame more of the players for this. I blame the players. And you could voice your displeasure. You I, can voice it. He didn't need to sign the extension. He could have became a. If you really wanted to go win, why did you sign? Because maybe he was fooled. Because maybe he thought this team was that close of competing. Maybe they, well, they go, were a year because ago. Because a year ago they were. Close. And maybe you get a couple more pieces. Hey, look at that! The Rockies are in the NL NLCS, and they're a couple games away from a World Series appearance. You never know. And then they go back. I know. I know. It's frustrating. It's like you just see a lot of this in baseball now. Players getting big contracts, ridiculous contracts, I should say. And then they're, and there's some of the best in the game. And where are they? And I think that's what hurts baseball. I think that's what hurts them. Because you don't always get to see the biggest names in the playoffs. You see it in the NFL. You see it in the NBA. And you could see a team that goes from fourth in the division to first in the division. Look at the 49ers. They were the number two pick and now they're playing in the Super Bowl. It, that stuff can happen in the NFL, it, even, it doesn't happen in baseball. It, haven't, it even happens in the NHL. I'm sorry, but the Blue Jays and like Orioles and like teams that are bad, like they're not going to be good for quite some time. It's going to take a lot of years of rebuilding. Of rebuilding, and you see it in every other sport, not in baseball. And that's why baseball has always had this issue with marketing players, because the players you get guaranteed guaranteed contracts. And once you get that money, and when you see that money, you know the players ultimately want that. So, I blame the players for this whole situation. No, Leonardo, you had your option last year. You decided to sign. He does have an opt-out after 2021, by the way, too. Yeah, but he yep. has no trade clause. He does not have a tra- no trade clause. I know. So, I know. Time will tell on that. If the Rockies, if they're going to keep him or not, one of the best players. I mean, there's still so much to talk about with baseball down the line. A lot of rumors. A lot of big names maybe on the move. That's why baseball has these issues. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, we're taking our final break. And like I said, marketing? Well, the NBA, I got to give credit, does a hell of a job with marketing their players. And one of their main players has finally had his much-anticipated debut. But his load management the best for the big man, Zion Williamson. you listen to Keys of the City. We'll be right back, folks. Who eliminates Brock Lesnar in the upcoming Royal Rumble match? It all decides our WrestleMania 36 predictions next on the Squared Circle Psycho Babble. Hello and welcome. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Key City. Like I said, the Squared Circle Psycho Babble will be joining us tomorrow live on Keys to the City on the road to WrestleMania as it begins this week. With the kickoff of the Royal Rumble, we'll talk about that, AEW, how they started as well, the Valenti brothers, kind of the same story like us, passionate wrestling fans, like we're passionate sports fans, they decided to do something great, it's working, if you want to, go follow them on YouTube, I highly recommend, if you are an avid wrestler fan, I highly recommend you go check them out, they are very good, they do some great stuff. They do some great Listen, stuff, just... and, it, and it has been recognized throughout social media, so you better go check them out. I'm very excited to have them joining they're, us They're game, their climb, I mean, literally in less than a year and a half, two years, they have climbed up to 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. They're doing a hell of a job, and I, I can't wait to have so them. So they like cover they AEW, they cover NXT, they cover the WWE, and any other wrestling that might be around. But they're going to explain everything tomorrow. We're going to talk Royal Rumble. And don't forget, for football fans, we will be discussing the XFL because the XFL does... Associate itself with the WWE because of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. We'll talk all of that tomorrow With Squared Circle Babble. you can follow them on Twitter YouTube and Facebook as well check them out Let's close out with this. and I think I just saw our Joe Aguirre just pull into the studio as well So if he wants to join he's gonna join us, but we're gonna start We're gonna talk and close out with and we just talked about this We just discussed it in our previous segment about marketing players and MLB how they do a pretty pathetic job of marketing their players and they have some of the best in hello Joseph he's here bye Joe we should have him on don't want him on that's how we just dump them just like that see ya no really don't want him he's waiting for look he's waiting for us yeah you're late he's late you're late you had one job come on in we're gonna he's coming Everything off See, now. look what Joseph's doing. We are, we are joined by the Joseph God. He was late. He had a couple meetings. He's a, he's a popular man. It's
1: all about business. It's business o- is good. It is. Yeah, yeah.
0: Business is good. So we're just about to get into the Zion thing, but we'll talk quickly about baseball. And we we're just, ta- and I want to get your take. This is why we're bringing you in for a quick sec. Jeter, are you that upset that he didn't get the unanimous
1: selection? Is this funny to say, I I didn't expect he would, so when he came up a vote sure, I suddenly was pissed. It made no sense, I thought he'd be five or six sure, I thought people would leave him off the ballot, and I'll be curious to see if this person does explain why they left Jeter off the ballot. If you voted for Clemens and Bonds and the steroid guys, and you threw that last vote to Larry Walker, I could live with it, for me, not expecting it, but then a big one vote sure was upsetting. But then I think about Mariano, and there's a reason Mariano was a unanimous choice. He was the greatest of all time at, at his what position. he did. Yeah. And to me, that was acknowledgement from everybody that this was, and uh, uh, to me, Jeter being one vote short, that doesn't take away anything from his I selection. Mean, and if nothing else, you know, when you look at somebody like Larry Walker, who had a higher career war than Jeter, that he barely made it in on his tenth ballot his final year. To me, just just first of all, devalues war. And what is it good for? Obviously, nothing, because it also doesn't include trophies and championships. Were you
0: listening to that song on the way in here? No, oh. it, that's cute though,
1: right? This <laughs> is really. I wrote me. that on Facebook earlier, and I liked. I liked how it looked when I he, wrote it. He went from fifty four percent last year to seventy six. Well, was it the last Ma- year? Yes. Larry Walker. And I don't know how you guys feel about. I I always thought that was a Hall of Fame player. As I watched when that. When I guy's was a kid, career. I thought
0: he was one of the best players at that time. When I was a young kid, and you know, he could you know, do everything well. He, he was oh, yeah. a great, great, great goal goal right fielder. He hit for power, he hit for average, and people say, oh, he played in Cool Field, and I said before on the show, only 31% of his at-bats were at Coors Field during his lifetime. So you can't be like, well, I mean, listen, could his numbers be skewed a little bit? But so what? You could say numbers be- playing in the Texas Rangers Stadium were skewed back in the day when Pudge was there and A-Rod. And sure.
1: So listen, a three seventy-four batting average at Coors Field. He almost hit four oh six that year, remember? But here's the thing about he- that. Oh, that's a staggering number for anybody. Road, two eighty. We, which isn't isn't anything to laugh at either, but I thought it's not like all he's doing is hitting home runs at Coors Field. That's a three seventy-four average means you're finding gaps in your. I mean, that's what a good hitter does. And don't forget, he was actually even earlier in his career a pretty good base dealer. Yeah. Yes, that's guy, what I th- say. he was a good really could, when he was on the Expos, sure, yeah, yes. could really could do it all. Uh, a good so base runner. He's I'm good. thrilled for him. I thought I thought that was great. I, I heard you. I was listening uh, on the way in here. Uh, you guys made some really great points. Uh, real quick on Barry Bonds. There was evidence Barry Bonds doped. When they raided Balco, there were...
0: That's what uh, one of the guys, Sanders, said.
1: Yeah, there were... Oh, no, it was you. Uh, you was wrote it. I was me chiming in. I, I, I was at a red light. Um, you wrote a lot in a, in a red yeah, light. It was a long light. Don't,
0: uh, dri- don't drive in tech.
1: But, yeah, no. <laughs> you, nobody else should. Uh, <laughs> but when right. they raided Balco, they did find calendars, and one of them had a do- it was a doping calendar for BB.
0: Oh, Ted. Do the
1: math. Yeah. There was another one that was MJ and Marion Jones, who I was yep. a huge fan of, she immediately owned up and was like, yeah, that's my doping calendar, Marion Jones. It, it didn't take much to figure out who the steroid guy at Balco was, initials BB.
0: Yeah.
1: Here's the real – I think we might even have talked about this before. These guys broke records. That's the offense here. You look at Bagwell, he's in. Piazza, he's in. Pudge, he's in. And Why? They were the best of their generation, just like Clemens and Bonds and Maguire and those guys, but those guys didn't break records. They're so in the you, conversation so you, for greatest of all time at their position, but they didn't break so hello records, and that's why you get the free pass. So,
0: do you think it would have changed if Bonds doesn't break a record? Are you saying if Bonds Clemens retired
1: then? at 714 home runs, we're, we, we might not be having the conversation? Yes. He has a better chance of getting in then? No. No, because he broke a record, a hallowed no, record. No, but if he, That's doesn't, what's if, being held.
0: if he doesn't break the record, I'm saying, if, if he doesn't have that say, that. I think
1: the best thing that happened to A Rod was that he didn't get to 700 home runs. And he didn't try to come back to hit the last four. Yeah, I don't yeah. think
0: Jeter's going to ever get And I'll tell you ever what, I'll tell you what, you sort
1: it. of hit the nail on the head. You started to say he's changed his image. People really like the guy now. Was that you, Ted? Yeah. yeah. Well, because. That's I don't th- disagree with that. I, I think it's changing public it's opinion. It's funny because and, he hated and A. but off. now he's
0: on all these he's on you know, he's got it he has his own personal show, he's on the MLB network, he's on he's on the World Series coverage, and he's looked upon he's in a different manner than he was as a player. He's almost more respected now than he was when he was a player. Well, I would in say a, he in is. a public eye. Well, because Conversely,
1: was, look at your you mentioned Schilling. You know, not only did does Schilling have some of the conservative and he's guys, Huge, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. he said some outrageously offensive things. Absolutely. And there should be ramifications for that. But even more important than that, he also nearly bankrupted the state of Rhode Island uh, by nearly defrauding them. He started a video game company oh, and yeah, the state absolutely. gave him 75 million, which he'd spent and then defaulted on. So, Kurt Schilling's done himself no favors. Should he be in the hall? Of course he should. I think, and and my no and to build off of this, just so we can kind
0: of sure it up, but, like, Bonds, I think if he had the Jeter-esque personality, it would help him. But he was such an arrogant jerk during his time. There's report. I mean, I remember when Dad used to talk to him because Dad never liked him. There was reports like he had his own personal locker, couldn't be near anyone had his like, he could only shower. It's like, you know, like no one. It was like, I'm Barry Bonds and you are everyone else. And, and then like, he wouldn't answer to
1: reporters. Instead of just acting like a
0: class act, he was a show. Like a punk. class clown. He was,
1: think about Jeff Kent, his teammate and a guy the who fight in the dugout did not get along. Jeff Kent was also a jerk to the media and was on the ballot for about five seconds and then was off the ballot. You're talking about one of the best second basemen of the last 30 years, and he got no regard because of that relationship with the and media. And that plays
0: a major factor because it the people does. that are picking you it are does. the media. It's like it sucks. every time I'm around Joe, I'm a total you know, blank to him, but I want him to vote for me. Do you think
1: that guy's voting for me? Yeah, but don't forget, you know, in addition to being a great player because people have- and having the qualities of a, of a Hall of Famer, you're also supposed to be a person of integrity and character. And so they can't hold that against you. Absolutely. And if, there's, if, if this guy that didn't vote for Jeter turns out to be some salty uh, Tampa Bay or, or Boston writer who just didn't want to put him on the ballot, then I think that person should lose their vote. Because that would be making a mockery of the game. And I and I'll tell you what I, I think baseball needs to look at these at, at that ballot and figure out what's going on there because and you guys brought it up all the cheating and all the scandals that have been going on. Literally, the last thirty years of baseball has just been riddled with scandal, unlike any other sport.
0: And that's what I I, I was just talking about it with Ted. It's like you think about that. I'm glad you said that. All this sport that all the oh, America's pastime. This is baseball. The integrity of the game. The respect of the game. Out of the four major professional sports. They've probably had the most issues in the past 20 to 30 years. And, and it keeps happening. What has the NFL had bad? The, what is what is hockey? Listen, what real is, quick. I the mean, only... the steroid act, that went to Congress, and then you got the sign-stealing thing right now going on. I mean, they've had some major blows to
1: their their league. The and only that's good the thing. only thing about this cheating scandal was it took away from the juiced ball scandal of this year, where you saw uh, – uh, and, and, and baseball, to continually insist – despite the fact they were manufacturing the baseballs because they own Rawlings, continued to lie about it. Because... Because during the regular season they wanted the They're killing numbers. themselves. They
0: wanted the popularity. Then don't make it seem like you're not doing the juice balls. Just come out and tell the truth. Well, who cares? We're saying, hey, listen, we're doing it because of the ratings. When we watch the home run derby, the ratings are bigger than the Austin. Yeah, game because, because they people ha- are more excited yeah, to see Yeah, because, home because run they ball. have to they and they want to fill stands because we realize over the last three years our attendance has dropped significantly. Yeah, because they don't mar- the marketing in baseball sucks. And I just said that too. They don't market players where the other leagues I mean hockey. Hockey's different. Hockey has never been the same since the lockout. Compared to uh, NBA and the NFL, the NBA and the NFL do a tremendous job of marketing their players. Baseball, they could give a hoot about it. Remember when Manfred said, "Oh, Mike yeah, has the, to do a better the, job of but marketing." But he also got to want to, too. Jeter had no. no here's the thing.
1: But, but Jeter still, played in
0: New York. When you have Mike Trout, who's one of the best players in all the sports. I mean, Let you well, And we, you're not marketing him?
1: It shouldn't even be a question of can we. It should be written into your contract that we're going to. Yes. And they should. Yes. You, we talk about that all the time. I think baseball does a horrible job of marketing the game. Yes. They were over there in London, and there was there was nothing on baseball social media to even indicate. And it was the Yankees Red, Red Sox The two well. biggest franchises in your sport are overseas playing. In a regular season game, and you didn't see it uh, to put it on on your social media, Major League Baseball. Maybe enough people just don't care.
0: Maybe we're in the day and age, people just don't care no more. There are still people that love the game of baseball and care for the game of baseball. People would rather play on their phones on Instagram than watch a baseball game. Be
1: on their phones then.
0: Make it more sociable. You I have to do a better job. And we just talked about the players. I think some I, of the top players you know what I would do after the ninth inning if it goes to the extra have a swing off. I'm running Derby. Put your best guy. Let's I go. love that. Some of the top players. In like a out in, I in hockey. That. Like a shootout in hockey. I love it. Five outs. Some of the top players in baseball. We talked about it last year. If you look at all the four players, major, major names, Mike Trout, Harper, Machado, Arenado, who has the best chance of getting to getting to a championship? Because you look at the NBA and you look at the NFL, the best of the best are always in the playoffs. They're always. LeBron's always in the playoffs. Brady's always
1: in the well, playoffs. Well that, Mahomes is going to be in the playoffs. Teams are, that cheat are always in the playoffs, <laughs> <laughs> and that applies to multiple sports. That is
0: true, but still, the best of the best are playing. The best players are in it. When baseball, some of the best are not in. Mike Trout, we've seen him once, and he's the best player in baseball. Bryce Harper, he goes in the playoffs. He, I mean, they don't do a. They, they, they need to do. Just a better job of marketing the players. I don't know how many times I've said it on this show. I don't know what else they can do, though. I don't know how you're going to market Arenado in Colorado. You can market them to the Colorado fans. You're not going to market them to a New York fan base. You're not going to market them to Miami. That's why three teams in baseball and even in football, they can't get no attendance because no one cares in Florida, bro. They're at the beach. So how do, they do it? How, do they, how do they do it in the NFL and the NBA? But because they, people
1: love football. Do you wonder where these rumors come from? Arenado wants to get moved out. Brian Cashman called. Because you're exactly right. Nobody would give a rat's behind about Nolan Arenado if the idea that he's not going to ever play for the Yankees. Yeah. If I've established he's never come to New if York. If he was on
0: like the Yankees or Red Sox or Dodgers or something, it's different.
1: Think about Again, think about Robbie Cano. What he hit last year? Remember his batting average? Nope. Of course you don't. Nobody cares. No. Because you he's know, in Seattle. He's gone. He's never coming back to the Yankees. The he's out. Well, it Mets. Who cares? That's Seattle. Doesn't care. It doesn't even. That's matter. my point. It doesn't matter where he is. Nobody gives. A, nobody cares. No. Because
0: like that, me, a guy who knows baseball, I forgot that he even played for the Mets last year because that's how much I really cared. And like I said, I watched probably last year uh, at least 120 Yankee baseball games last year. I watch a lot of Yankees baseball because I'm at work. I get it socially. I need something to do at night. So it kills three hours of my time. It feels like a burden to him to watch (laughs) the Yankees. (laughs) baseball. No, No, but here's my point. And you You have a burden to watch. No, but here's, here's my point. I watch the Yankees. I don't watch any other baseball games. I watch Monday Night Football, whoever's playing. It could be the Bengals, Titans. I watch it. On Thursday, I watch the football game. On Saturday, I watch all these college football games. My girlfriend goes, well, what team are you rooting for tonight at the college football game? It's like the 8 o'clock game. I'm like, well, none of these teams are my – well, why are you watching? Because I love – Because it's on it. and I-, I need to. Well, because no. I love football. No, no, because I love college football and I love the matchups and it's a big game. I don't – on a Sunday night baseball, if Colorado's playing the Dodgers, I really don't care.
1: I probably watched 20 non-Yankee games last season. I can't ne- I, nearly start to finish. Really, I love baseball.
0: I do too, but I, I, I can not anyone else. I, I probably that. watch
1: it more like you watch Yankee games, where it's a little bit of a burden, and I might be doing something <laughs> I'm else. I'm doing it. And I got the game, and on. I'm watching the game because yeah. I, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, uh, again, I've got friends that are the National League fans. You're hanging out, and you're like, oh, this is so weird. Like, you know, the guys are bunting now, huh? <laughs> and then the next guy's gonna also bunt. And that then the, is and something then the, else. And then
0: the pitcher's gonna swing away. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's, an, it's 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 interesting, but no I and I think you're right. We we all watch the Monday night football game no matter who's playing. It doesn't matter who's playing. Thank God for the flex schedule though, but still yeah. it's you will always watch the Monday night football game. Uh and you will even watch the Thursday night football game. Mm-hmm. Sunday night baseball, if it's not the Yankees, I understand most people um is especially in this are not interested. I mean maybe the Cardinals Cubs cuz it's a good
0: rivalry but let's think about the let's take like the Twins versus the Cleveland Indians on Sunday night baseball. Never. Are you really interested? No. Will baseball ever be able to get to that? No. No. Cuz people don't it's too slow. Okay. It's too slow and it's not in today's day and age. It was good 20 years ago. Well, we learned it, It'll never today. be because that's why soccer will never it's a make For burden for Ted to watch soccer the soccer will never work in this country, so stop trying to force it down our throats. Hockey, I love hockey, but I don't watch the Rangers right now until after the football season. Hockey's been dead since the lockout. Because football and basketball (laughs) will dominate this country. Let me ask you a question. Because it's the most interesting thing, even though people hate basketball. If
1: they took the soccer field and they shrunk it down the size of a basketball court, kept the same amount of people, would you watch that? that? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. That'd be a lot. uh, Imagine that. Imagine that. Why, do you watch soccer? I hate soccer. You know why I find soccer boring? Include. I mean, I, I'll watch a little World Cup just to say I did because I don't want to be the left only guy, out. Yeah, that yeah. guy. That guy. Um, it's boring. It really is boring. There's a lot of people just running around uh, because I and I've said this before. Either put more guys on the field or shrink that bad boy down, or have then more, or have more contact. Sure, there'd be more. There'd be more shots on goal, and that's what we are looking for.
0: We should have more. Because wh- what did basketball do? They they did things with the, the
1: hockey Three point line. They, they just
0: did things so you can get more I mean like look, at the, hell, the look at the hell, look at the NFL. The NFL has been making changes. Why? So because people want match. to
1: make the game better, to yeah. make Siding. the game more enjoyable, to yep. make the game faster. That's why they
0: juice the balls in baseball because they're not looking for two to one baseball games, even though true periods. See, but the
1: problem is 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 Ted, every time a ball gets hit into the seats, you're killing like thirty seconds. The guy the guy's rounding the bases pitching coach comes out or the catcher goes out to the pitcher hands him the new no, baseball know. take a minute I mean home runs are the uh, home runs are so bad in baseball from a baseball standpoint they generally kill rallies you know you put two three guys on base mm-hmm. maybe a run scores home run reset it's like the inning just started there's no outs nobody on base it, it it can it can be detrimental sometimes. We're like a touch, t- ball like going. a
0: touchdown, a long touchdown in football. Now there's something now you got the kickoff at Oh sure. And now
1: it's especially the home you run. You just covered 80 yards in one play and a score. We're gonna kick the ball up back right back to you, and here we go. It's uh it's always action. Baseball is not. And even the most exciting play in the game generally causes an absolute or, or again, how many pitchers give up a home run? Give me the big right hander. Here comes uh, 25 minute pitch change.
0: It just takes. Yeah,
1: it's it's, it, oh, it's it, time consuming. Everything up. Everything good about baseball slows it down to its detriment. Joseph, thank you for coming in. Sorry, I was late. Thanks for having me on anyway. <laughs> no, not late. Uh, and nobody cares about Zion. No, I'm just wow. playing. I'm only playing. Come on, Zion. Is I'm Zion. only playing. I got a little hot late, didn't he? I appreciate it. Love it. I know. I missed it. Kind of
0: mad I missed it. But like I said, I'm glad you just brought that up. Zion Williamson. We just talked about marketing players in basketball. They're probably the best at marketing their players of all the four sports. And Zion Williamson is a perfect example. The The man never played a game up until. The ratings were huge the other night. What were the ratings? Well, it was the best uh, rating since, like, at that time slot of anything. Um, And then what was the – I read it the other day. It was, like, the highest it's been since, like, I don't know. I forget what it was. It was an NBA finals game. Yeah. Oh yes. That's what it was. Duh. That's exactly what it was going to be. But the the big question is surrounding Zion is the load, load management. I mean, what do you think about that? Load management for basketball players. Do you like load management? I mean, for a guy who is a big guy and you don't want him to have injury for you're at
1: the point now where with all sports, you know, you're protecting pitchers, you know, you're, you're, you're limiting young guys and, and, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes sense because these guys are now like $20 million a year investments. They're not making four or five million. And, you know, if he gets hurt, there's another one. So, yeah, I think the more you're paying these guys yearly, I think the more you have to think about uh, protecting your, your resources. I mean, I
0: look at it as a running back now. It was funny because I was trying to figure out how you would do it in football. And I'm like, well, now they do the tandem running backs. You don't see just a one back. You know, carry the ball 25 times anymore, like it used to It'd be just one running back and that's it. Now, you know, like even look at the same. I mean, Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram when they had them. You know what I mean? It's always two backs because you're trying to take the workload. But I, I don't think you should compete. I, I don't think anybody no, I should know. be comparing football because it's when a context. Is a Zion sport. thing is a, is a special thing because, first of all, you have an exceptional athlete, okay? Yeah. You have a guy, though, that weighs the third most in the NBA. Now, he's had some knee and leg issues, he's 19 years old. His physical peak is right now to about 25. If he's having issues now, he's going to have more issues later on. So you're trying to prolong his career as long as possible. You want realistic. You want 10 years out of him. That's what. That's a realistic and a and a good goal to have. 10 but years realistic. Of basketball with what's the what's the minute? Like what is it? 18. Listen, I don't point? think he should ever play more than 30 minutes a game unless it's like an overtime and he's really in a couple years. But right now, I'd keep him between 25 and 30. Maximize his capacity. Will load management be... Will haunt Zion? Will load no. management be the reason no. why he Maxi- doesn't have the career that most people expected him to have? He's not going to have a LeBron James career. Well, not many people but are. But you saw last night he could put 17 points up in three minutes. Nobody's so going I'd Nobody's going to have a I'd career like LeBron. That, I'd rather have like that thunderstorm. I'd rather have that lightning strike at times where I can get the max capacity. I'd Instead of having prolonged can we stop time, com- I'd rather have... 25 minutes of high capacity, then 40 minutes of medium capacity. Can we stop comparing LeBron to I mean Zion to LeBron? I'm not, but I was just using like not not you. I'm just saying in general, not you. I'm I've heard it so much that it, it's, if you're it's a franchise not, owner, you agree with that. Try to prolong this kid's career as long as possible. Do whatever it takes to make sure that his career because you invested the number one pick and money in him.
1: Well, would you agree if you know you start say you play him 30 minutes a night mm-hmm. and he goes through the season with no troubles? What's to stop you from bumping him up yep. to 35 minutes? And if he can handle the workload, then you just keep working it until until it seems it's like comfortable. He, he, yeah, and there's again, there's nothing wrong with doing that. It's a smart investment. Where are the Pelicans going this year?
0: Nowhere. They might go to the play. I mean, if they, they, have, not, a they, they have, have a chance, they have a chance the They have a
1: chance for a team
0: that was supposed to be. We
1: thought they're not going to win not, the championship. No. Though. Yeah. So so right. I mean, again, would would it make any sense to put this? There would be any reason they'll load him up. Don't risk him this year. Why would you do that? Because in five years,
0: when you got him at his max capacity, half this team, if not most of them, won't even be on the team. So it's not going to make a difference. Well, also
1: consider if you have a terrible season this year, you may end up picking top five next season. Imagine what you might be able to pair him up with.
0: Just to see what he did the other night. I mean, this is the type of player he's going to be. He's going to be an energizer. He's going to be getting rebounds. He's going to be the energizer bunny. He's and everybody wants to complain about his weight. I mean, he says it's, it's actually he's going to use it to his advantage. Okay. Well, why not? I mean, he's two hundred and eighty-five pounds and he's a bull. He's literally he's jacked. He's a monster. It looks like he he's should play DN for the Giants. He's yes. not fat. No, he's everybody not. Everybody thinks he's overweight. It's stupid to say that because he's not overweight because he's two hundred and eighty-five pounds of jacked With muscle. Eight percent body fat. I mean, he's jacked. This is what the guy does. I mean, he's grown since high school. This kid is a beast. This kid, I mean, what he did the other night. I'm not surprised. Listen, once he gets into the rhythm of playing a full season, getting in, you know, a better health shape, getting into shape, he will lose some weight, but he's always going to be a big, strong physical. That's just his body type. That's okay. They just got to maintain it. I really do. I think it's a pitch thing. I think it's like Strasburg. That's how I can really, a freak of a guy that came out of college was like, listen, this guy throws 100 miles an hour. And remember when they was going to the playoffs, and they were in the playoffs. Yep, they were in the and playoffs. They, they didn't them. Even play them. And something the and Mets should have done, they they didn't with Matt Harvey because they were going all in for it. And it might have cost him his career. Good, but Strasburg, <laughs> that's like, the Mets listen, for you. Yeah, was it seemed awful at the time, and people were killing the Nationals, killing them. Did it work David out? Johnson Did it work out this season?
1: Is seven the, years later, who knew what a brilliant plan that was? I mean,
0: a seven-year plan. But that's, that's
1: like Dave Gettleman's plan but, for the Giants. But that's
0: really <laughs> what you're. That's what you're hoping for at the end of the day with Zion Williamson. Is that's what you? You don't want to have. Oh my God, he's great for three years, and then guess what? In the four or five years, right now, he's going to retire because he's got knee problems. You don't want that as a fan. First of all, you don't want that personally as a fan. I mean, he's already you, ni- he's 19 years old and he has knee issues. I mean, if you're thinking about so playing him for 30 35 minutes. Do what you need to do to prolong this kid's career as long as possible because we as fans love him because it just shows in the ratings. Anytime he plays or steps on the basketball court, especially in this social media world, it blows up. So load management w- would work for him, but other players like Kawhi or like LeBron, we, no, I think we it's have fine. no issue. I think it's fine. Do you think load management, more people are going to start accepting the word load management in basketball? Why? We do it in baseball. Basketball. We do, it, we, I, do it in, uh, I mean, we do it in basketball. Why not? Because the opt- what is the optimal goal of any sport? You started this show with Win a championship. Win a championship. So if that means you got to sit out two or three games during the season so that game 7 of the Western Conference Finals, you're a, you're closer to 100% than you are 90%, it's worth it. You're, Joe said it. You're investing so much money. This isn't the 1990s where the top guys getting 8 million dollars. They're getting paid $30, 35 $40, 50000000 million a year. That's a huge investment. I mean, I wouldn't know what it's like to lose $1,000. Might as well give away $50 million and say, do something for me.
1: I'd keep Garrett Cole in bubble wrap when he's not pitching. <laughs> Bubble wrap yeah. all the time Just keep that arm Ice and fresh Sorry dude
0: <laughs> No he's too, No I understand that It's too important To lose players I just regular season I just, Games don't mean nothing I If just you're ho- not there In the playoffs I just hope the Pelicans Do the right thing By this kid Because this kid No he's not gonna be a LeBron You're not gonna get Another LeBron There's a reason why We call him LeBron James And one of the greatest Of all time But this kid could be Still special if he plays 18 to 25 minutes, Ted, like I said beginning of the show, if he could give me 25 minutes, a double-double, 18 and 10, what, are you not going to be satisfied with that from Zion Williamson? No, because we expect him to have 40 and 10 because he's Zion Williamson in make-believe world nowadays.
1: Well, you, you're you're in a league where a guy averaged a triple-double three years in a row, and now suddenly triple-doubles are meh. I know. It's I, another I find thing. that shocking that people Remember have such an can... attitude towards it. It's like... Because, because supposedly, I guess every now and again they made sure he got the tenth one. His teammates kind of cleared out as so we the other nine that he worked it, but that tenth one give it to him makes the whole thing garbage. Like, okay, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, no, nobody talks about the triple double anymore as it being it uh, fascinating.
1: Like ridiculous. At on one
0: point, it was it ha- it hadn't happened in forty plus we years. We are a spoiled generation. We are a very spoiled generation, and that goes with everything. That goes with everything. I could go on about this. We could I'm go on not... forever and it and won't be the... about sports, but I'll, I'll
1: keep my house. About...
0: <laughs> <laughs> like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back tomorrow. Joe, thank you again. Thank you for making it.
1: Oh, no. My pleasure. I'm hey, so he sorry. Hey, he was like Mariano.
0: He came in and closed the game out. I like that, right? He, clo- he closed it in for us. Quick take. I didn't ask. Eli Manning, Hall of Famer, yes or no?
1: Um, Yes. And, and I think anybody who says he's like Stephen A. Smith uh, went on a rampage about how he's not. And that is... Obviously, uh, just Stephen A making like a stupid hot take. You look at the guy's numbers. He's in the top seven in all the offensive categories and the two Super Bowls over Brady. One of y'all was talking earlier about the Hall of Fame and the idea that it's the story of the sport. And you, it was you, right, Teddy? Uh, again, you I think we've had that. You just can't mention the. You, you can't the history of the New York
0: Giants. Did you, did you see memory. what
1: Brady said, his his comment to yeah, the tweet, Eli? The tweet, congratulations. Yeah. congratulations. I still but wish you didn't have those two Super Bowls. I mean, you're right. You can't tell the story of this Patriots run without bringing up 18 Eli
0: Manning. 18-1, historic season. But the team that was 9-7, and seven, the wild card team, came in and beat them. After they lost to a tough game at the end of the season, when we're interview. not. We're, how about we're not talking about the Miami Dolphins as a per as perfecto if if it's not for Eli Manning and right the on. New York Giants. The they go down the as the greatest. They go team. down as the greatest team, greatest season, nineteen and zero, perfect season. You'll never could, see it again. They're Already the ball. greatest coach and quarterback. So I mean, could you not put more of a stamp on their their careers?
1: The no. the knock on Eli, is the hundred seventeen hundred seventeen regular season record. But as we've talked, regular yeah. season doesn't matter. Eight and four in the postseason. Maybe you'd like more postseason games. But he won eight out of 12 of them, two Super Bowls, MVP both times. of the game. Come on, stop. Yeah. And it's, stop. Not
0: his, it's not his fault that the team was bad the last eight seasons. And, and I understand. Listen, I said this before. If Joe Namath and Dan Fouts and certain other guys that I'm not thinking of right now are in the Hall of Fame, then he, Manning deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, uh, uh, 100%. Michael Casio was cracking me up yesterday. Because they had a couple callers, and two, some guy just said, "If Dan Marino's not in the Hall of Fame, they said stop." See yeah, ya. thanks uh, for playing. <laughs> We're like, "Okay, you guy." He called and said he sounded all serious. Joe named the Dan thoughts. He's like, "If he's not in the Hall of Fame, then he will mention it." And then he goes, "If Dan Marino's not in the Hall of <laughs> Fame, wait, wait, fam, Dan Marino's the- in the Hall of Fame." See ya. <laughs> I go, "What?" <laughs> I comment. I was like, "That cracked me up." They liked it. Unbelievable. It. I know they liked our stuff, but it was just—I just laughed because. That's just how fans also, are. that's know, how listen. fans are nowadays. We really are living in a generation that, that fans are so like. That is so
1: stupid. As if, you know, whether if Drew Brees is in, Eli Manning's in, or if if Ben's in, and re- they're all separate cases. And you're going to look at them on a case-by-case basis. It looks like Brees and Brady are coming back, so Eli's going to be on a ballot alone with nobody else. Yeah. They should make induction a, a little bit easier. It'll but only again, be
0: him and Keekley
1: you're, you're you're almost tr- – and possibly Adrian Peterson using a go back, yes. which would be fine. But anyway, that's a small list. They're doing 48. you got to like his chances there. Is he going to be a unanimous? No. And I wouldn't expect him to be. I wouldn't want him to be. But he's a first ballot guy in my opinion. And, and to me, you'd have to fight and argue really hard to make the case that he's not. You're
0: trying to find ways to not put him in when he's really in. Yes. I guarantee 31 other teams would want him
1: Not name the New England Patriots Again, if he was Eli Williams Yes it, it, You'd look at his numbers and, and you wouldn't think of Peyton Manning at all No Or Archie Manning You'd be like, wow And beat Brady twice He's in He's in But he's a Manning And Peyton they hold that against him it. yeah. And it's wrong It is It is Joe, thank you again as well
0: Like I said, we will be back tomorrow live Joined by the Squared Circle Cycle Babble, the Wrestling Boys, the Valenti Brothers will be joining us to talk the road to WrestleMania and the kickoff of the Royal Rumble as well, AEW, XFL, and we'll just see how they got into this. Very similar story to us. Joe, thank you for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the City, baby. When you see us so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city.
1: We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.